Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Salsa. I was going to say <laughs> just as a... Just as a favorite. Pop Salsa. I am your host, like always, uh, Joel, accompanied by my good friend, Ernesto. Hello. We've had... Um, it's been a couple weeks since our, we last recorded. The last thing we talked about was the Batman. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, how many times have you seen it after? About three times. So three more times or just three uh, more times? No, three times in total. In total? Yeah. So what did you think about the third time? Um, third time around. The third time around, I, I was able to like, appreciate everything more. Yeah. Like the the scene, the the chase scene. Car the, chase. Yeah, the car chase. Yeah, I was able to you know you know properly properly gasm. Yeah. <laughs> at it all. I heard somebody talk about how they did not like the Batmobile. Who? Oh well, no! But what? Some just idiot. just they don't like it. Like, I think it was too basic for them. Like, it was it was talking about like comparing it to the Nolan and then the Snyder uh, Batmobiles, oh, but, which are basically tanks, right? Or just the, it's later down in his life, yeah, right. But this, I feel like this is more of an honest representation of what a Batmobile should be, yeah, right? not just a tank. It's a car that could do a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, I, I like the fact that I like into it. I like that it's something that Bruce would work on. Like yeah, it's something that, and it shows on his own. The, on his own, right? So it's kind of it's it's symbolic, yeah. But also it's practical. It's something Very. it's something that just kind of blends in, and it's just there. You don't want to see this big tumbler thing with what uh, twenty inch wheels or something. <laughs> I don't know how to judge yeah. wheels, but you know those huge wheels that can crush anything. Some shit that be that'll be fucking rolling down the streets in Kiev right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paint that shit black. <laughs> put a Batman in it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh. I there's there's that there's that weird disconnect with Batman fans I never really noticed. There's that one where you want the high tech kind of uh, Tony Stark esque Batman, yeah. but there's this kind of more grounded, more detective, more gritty Batman. But people kind of there's two camps for that. That's weird. Well, there's always gonna be one two. I feel like that's putting it lightly. There's gonna be like <laughs> there's a thousand probably, camps yeah. because like for Batman, there's so many different interpretations of the character you know the great world greatest detective world greatest essentially martial artist in yeah. that sense you know so um it depends on whether or not you're open-minded enough right right so, like the, this dude i was talking about i was talking about how he did not like the batman the batmobile which, okay i get it you know that, i understand right, that's your yeah. opinion <laughs> but you know it's okay to be wrong sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh that's just a weird thing yeah. i mean it's uh, Oh, what? It's like two hours in the movie, right? The Batmobile show. Basically. Up, right? Yeah. And it's like anything before that, that is where you draw the line. Right? Yeah. Anything else that you caught your eye, you know, the characters not really being who they are or some scenes. Yeah. Or even the editing, like the Batmobile. Yeah. Right? The Batmobile, even the sound of it is just like, oh gosh, here it comes. <laughs> even the booster, I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but the booster itself, like the, the jet, jet yeah. it's it's reminiscent in all the Batmobiles, except for like, you know, Adam West's, which didn't have it. They all had well, a, a booster did, thing it, in the yeah, back, right? He did have, it did. It did it. Okay. boosters, remember? Oh, okay, it did. Okay, it did. boosters to power, to speed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah then, then yes, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's where it starts with him putting boosters in his car. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's something that that um, that goes across generational Batman's. Yeah, when they're building their own Batmobile, they all start with a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Exactly, right? You build a yeah. car, I want to put a jet engine. Yeah, um, 
But let's move on. <laughs> I'm any- glad you got that off your chest. Well, I just wanted to discuss something some about it with somebody who's like-minded and not a moron. So, <laughs> um, have you watched anything? Uh, no, not no, nothing. Oh, the Adam Project. Yeah, I watched the the Adam Project as right. well. But let me talk about uh, a couple movies I've seen before that in a TV show. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I saw uh, a movie that's nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare the Alley. Oh, is that Guillermo the... Guillermo del Toro remake of the 1940-something movie. Is it really? It's oh. a remake, yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat, mm-hmm. it was super boring. Really? Yeah. For, it, Gil, for Guillermo del Toro. I've, well, just for in general. Just in general. It was like way too long. It was boring. And I feel like whenever anybody tries to remake a film from, you know, the golden era of Hollywood, mm-hmm. it falls... It always seems to fail yeah because like you look at movies from back then they had to do they had to um what's the saying with what they had do with what they had right and make, yeah. yeah right right yeah yeah with the resources and yeah. stuff like that and like in, in the remake there was some cgi used to like make it look cloudy and you know stuff like that so oh like weather type of shit nothing like there wasn't any like michael bay explosion <laughs> like that. but it, it, you could tell when the when there was um some aspects of CGI just to set the mood better, you know. Mm-hmm. But in back in the day, they didn't need CGI. Well, mainly because they didn't have it. But <laughs> they used the lighting, the you know, the shadows and all that stuff to right. make it make it feel what you know that noir esque feeling of with, with movies. You know, right. that was me. Sorry. And with this one, I feel like once you don't start off with that, you're pretty much going downhill from. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Because, yeah, yeah you're right. It's especially in the golden age, it feels like that time you needed to take right, in charge of all the resources you had. Yeah. Right? Like you said, a lot, a lot of the mise-en-scene and all that stuff. Oh, so it is it trying to bring this Nightmare Alley into a more modern time by using modern means like technology? And yeah, stuff I, like get that. The, I get yeah. the feeling that. But like it kind of diminishes the whole... It's Okay, so what I've seen in the trailer, it's... Uh, what is it? Is it like... What's the premise of it? So Bradley Cooper plays a con man, mm-hmm. and he's traveling. Um, he wanders onto a traveling circus, and there, there he meets uh, Rooney Mara's character, and he convinces her to like, yeah, I'm sorry, apartment living. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he convinces this character to run away with him, essentially, so that he could take his con to the big city. Right. Oh. And he cons somebody who is not to be fucked with. Right. And then <laughs> hilarity yeah. or horror ensues. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it seemed well from what I saw in the trailer, it was a, it's a very. Uh, it's horror, right? It's a mm. horror kind of fantasy, scary deal. Like there's supernatural esque things going no. on. No, no, really? No, nothing. What? <laughs> no, well, it's like it's you know it's set in the 1930s, I believe, 40s, mm-hmm. something like that. So you know a lot of the charlatans and the fucking it's a circus. So right. come on, I mean, what do you? Okay, yeah, see, I, I thought well, Guillermo del Toro. I always, I've this what I've seen of him is always these uh, supernatural, fantastical films, right? Yeah. And this Nightmare Alley from the trailer, I thought it would be a, a fantastical film, especially how uh, Neil was it Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron, Ron Perlman's in it. And it's like you mess with someone else, or he like had that vibe of being more than human. Yeah. Are well, you telling me it's just kind of a just a linear narrative of yeah pretty much yeah well Ron Perlman plays like a, the, the the circus strongman uh-huh. and he 
takes uh, he was taking care of Rooney Mara's character like her dad died and entrusted her to him or something right so the maybe that's they, they cut a line in the trailer from one of his interactions with Bradley Cooper like you stay away from her his type of shit yeah um, so maybe <laughs> that's where you saw that from but there there are like um, special effects in the movie maybe something that that they put in the trailer that was in the movie is that Rooney Mara's character she plays around with electricity right Right. Right? Yeah, I think so. And then it's yeah. kind of like, whoa. Let's and that, but that's her shtick. Right. So she, but, you know, come on, come come on, come on, the, the amazing electro girl or some shit. Oh. Right? <laughs> so it's all, a, it's all fake. It's all an act. Right. it's in right. the circus. Right. So there's there's no, like, underlying levels of horror or scary or supernatural. Or oh, that's... Well, okay, I don't know what I was in. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm more so in... Like down on this movie because it's a remake and mm. it feels like it's a direct remake. Mm. Not you take a movie from back then and you interpret it to your own. Right. Because mainly because like the, the the use of CGI and the use of, of like today's movie magic tricks to give it that wannabe noir feel. Right, and it, so it sounds more of it's it's trying to be it, rather than bringing it into a more mm-hmm. more. It's like West Side Story. I haven't the watched. Remake. It. Yeah, the remake with uh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but it feels like at least from the trailer that it's uh, it's homaging it rather than copy and pasting it. Yeah, because have you seen the original West Side Story? Yes, yeah, I have. You know that shit is yeah. not suitable for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 All the times, like all the characters, are just throwing racial slurs at each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever gonna have the balls to make a, to do a, a shot for shot remake of West Side Story today. <laughs> um, oh, another movie I want to talk about is mm. The Kingsman. The Kingsman. That's the prequel. To the, the prequel, prequel to to the Kingsman. To the Kingsman. The Kingsman yeah. yeah. Well, this one is the Kings. Space, space man in the alone's were the kingsman the kingsman all right yeah. so it was a prequel yeah. yeah again based during world war one mm-hmm. which is was interesting uh, we get to see the archduke ferdinand get killed and like through their interpretation and all that shit oh it's, it's funny it's uh, funny but um uh there's a huge misdirect in the movie yeah so I don't I don't want to spoil it for you. Just yeah. gonna lay that out there. All right. There's a huge misdirect in the movie. Something that it was like I was watching it with my girlfriend and we were both like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> is a good? Is it a good? Is that a good misdirect? It was um. It, it was, was like interesting. You never saw it coming. From I, I, we didn't see it coming. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's on Hulu. It's on HBO Max. I think. So oh. you know, if anybody wants to, to, I think it's like two two hours or something. Okay. Um. Cool. Is there a uh, is there because is there a film not film a scene where they try to make it like the Freebird scene from the first Kingsman? Because I know the second one they tried to do it but not quite hit the uh, mark. So was there? A... No, I no? don't think so. No. Okay, that's good. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a scene we saw it in the trailer where it was Rasputin who was dancing. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. that scene was a little weird, and the 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 whole. Uh, sequence leading up to that scene is even weirder so. <laughs> okay cool <laughs> yeah. it sounds out of, out of the box mm-hmm. if anything it's not yeah. just something that's well, like I wonder who directed it because I know Matthew Vaughn was directing directed the first and I think he might have produced the second let me see the king nope oh, king's man and it shows like the the origins of the um, the organization mm. in the circle and who All started right. it. Oh yeah, so it was Matthew Vaughn directed it. Okay, cool. So it has that Matthew Vaughn energy. Cause, yeah, yeah. Cause the first one had like Freebird in it, and it's like, whoa, who would have thought? <laughs> 
get yeah. my favorite on one of my favorite songs to like a, a movie for shooting and fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, my favorite use of that song is the end of uh, Devil's Reject with uh, Rob Zombie's directive. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. What's what is it? So it, it, it's well, like mm-hmm. the the movie ends right, and it's like the three main characters who are you know these murder psychopaths mm-hmm. are on the run from the law, but the law cut them cut them off like a mile ahead or something and then they stop and like fuck it we're gonna go and then they just gun it and start shooting blazing and at the very peak of Freebird when his when the whole like guitar solo starts off and yeah. it, that's that was the end of that oh, did it end there? <laughs> and it ends on the blank but you could hear like the gunshots and the screeching and all that shit oh, oh dang it they live it open <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they they did they did right cause there's a lot of cops or something or is it yeah just, there was like I don't know like seven or eight cops all with like handguns and shotguns and stuff like that oh just, so they got body inclined yeah but, body inclined yeah, yeah. sort of in a way <laughs> sort of yeah. <laughs> oh so yeah, that's my favorite use of the Freebird. Oh, that's pretty cool. Although the the um the 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 use on in the Kingsman was pretty badass. Yeah. Too. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, the whole song, pretty much. <laughs> or At least the yeah. cut version. All right, so let's move on to the movie that we did see. We both of them. Yeah. The Adam Project. <laughs> Any? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Adam well, Project. General. Started, when mm-hmm. it, it came out this year or last year? I think this year. This year, yeah, 2022? Yeah, it got like, a, I think it hit like top 10 when it came out this year. The Adam. The Adam Project. Proyecto, it's, that's uh, it. On Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. Stream it now. Um, <laughs> Brian Reynolds, Jennifer Gardner, Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, Catherine Kinnear, who did not look like Catherine Kinnear. No, she didn't. She looked like, did she get surgery done or what's, what's <laughs> up? Like, she looked so off. Like You, you could tell it was her because of the... Of the um, the voice and and like the face shape, right. but like what what's wrong? Something's off here. So it might have been like some CGI ish or like some makeup mm. because like her character is like set in the future. So yeah. maybe they're trying to like age her up or you know smooth her out or something. Yeah, yeah. Even the younger one. I mean, the younger one looked really weird. Yeah. So, well, so the Adam Project. The Adam Project is uh, it's a kind of like a, it's a sci-fi film uh, about time travel. And uh-huh. so it's one of the better kind of clear-cut time travel films where it starts with Ryan Reynolds essentially stealing a, a jet that can travel through time machine. Time machine. A time machine made yeah. into a jet. <laughs> so he goes in and then he uh, he finds, he's, he wants to find his uh, Zoe Sandaya, uh, Zandala. Zandana. Zaldana? Zaldana. Uh, Gamora. Danya. Deadpool yeah. wants to find Gamora. Yeah. And... Uh, Finds his younger self. He crash lands in 2022. 2020. He was trying to go back to 2018 yeah. from the year 2050. Uh, 2050. 2050. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> yeah, that's not about right. Yeah, to uh, to find what happened to her because there's some you know conspiracy going. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Where it's one of the more clear cut you know time time travel stories that we've seen recently in the yeah. in the. The whole time travel being in vogue now. Yeah. <laughs> but did they really go down and explain how their version of time travel works? Yeah, they they, they did. When uh, there's the scene where it's like just for us, right? Just yeah. to get just to clear cut the science, the fake science <laughs> of it all. There's a, the scene where they're in the, the jet time ship thing, and uh, the kids asking the questions where how does it work? Is it like Terminator or is it like Back <laughs> to the Future or something or other? Hot tub time machine. Right. It's like, hot tub time machine. And uh, he essentially just like. Just quiets him down and says, at some point, 
we're gonna all of our memories are gonna coalesce into a single entity and move to another fixed point. Yeah, uh, that's about it. Yeah, and it, it, they also like um, explain a little bit more was Mark Ruffalo's character, which I didn't know was. <laughs> I didn't know it was in it. I, I just pressed play. I didn't see like a thumbnail or anything like that. I didn't see a cast okay. list. I just and then he came up. Surprised, I was like, like oh, like oh hey. And then you, know, I was also surprised when uh, Zoe came in. She when she was yeah, she just kind of pops yeah. in. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Mark Ruffalo plays the, the, the their dad. Well, his dad. Yeah. His their uh, their their dad. Him, same person. Maybe. Yeah. Dad. Much father. Dad. <laughs> that's <laughs> all we need to know Father. and he's like the super dork who makes a um, who invents an equation to be able to stabilize wormholes right which and equals to time, time travel, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> time travel right? so he's like the grandfather of time travel but, so uh, it's Mark yeah. Ruffalo plus math equals time travel <laughs> it feels like almost every role doesn't it he's like the nerdy type or at least recently he's like the Hulk in the well, yeah, Marvel, after the Hulk right but then wasn't he in another one where he's a scientist it was, uh, maybe I know Mark Ruffalo used to be a uh, like a leading man in romantic comedy. Yeah, I, and then after um, yeah, I was just picturing any <laughs> after um, the uh, Avengers. I'm staring right at it. I can't <laughs> the, the Avengers. I, can't, I feel like that kind of opened him up to play more of like the nerdy, which is good. I mean, he fell up. Well, okay, let's start off with general impression. We start splintering off yeah. in multiple segments. I liked what it. It think? was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. Um, nothing really like, I didn't come into this with the mindset of like, let's criticize this or like, let's pick it apart. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, I like Adam. I like, um, not Adam Sandler. I like, um, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and he generally makes like either funny, stupid movies or like funny, funny movies. Right. So let's see where this lands. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it was like somewhere in between the middle and the ending. Did that hit you? I mean, the beginning hit me already. Yeah. With the whole premise. So balling well, the not, not balling. I was at the end, with right? Your, with their napkins. <laughs> with their napkins. <laughs> I watched it apparently. She was like, why are you crying? Like, oh, you don't know? But uh, yeah, I'm surprised. You don't know my pain. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised about Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah. yeah, he's usually, for me, it's usually he's a... Uh, like the Deadpool-esque kind of jokester. And he's he always has that way of presenting lines. Yeah, Van Wilder. Yeah, exactly. He's Van Wilder. <laughs> Van Wilder, and that's just Ryan Reynolds. And he plays that for all his almost all his roles. But this one, uh, it felt like he was a little bit more connected to the narrative to a degree. Like, especially when he's looking at the mom and he's kind of has that really, really sad face. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there is a... A little more, he takes this serious. He's he's yeah. the one who's like the serious one, and he lets the the silliness bestow upon his younger version, his younger self, younger yeah. version self, self, yeah, himself self. as a kid. <laughs> that was a, that was a funny line was when um, they meet Zoe Saldana, and she's like, "This is me." He's like, "This is me." It's like, "Wait, you, you why'd you come here?" It's like, "Well, you always said you wanted to be younger." Right? Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny line. I I like. I like the dynamic with all of them. Yeah. Right. I like the I like the I like the dynamic with like the dad especially. Especially when it's like you look like they a punch each other. Yeah, you punch <laughs> each other like you look like a condom with zippers or something. <laughs> it's like well, okay, he gets his uh, his humor from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like that bit about. Yeah, it was. I like the how they interacted. You know, like mm-hmm. we even even in the movie. They they underline the fact that you're not supposed to interact with anybody, especially <laughs> not even especially not yourself from right, the past. Right. But they he does 
and he gives the the, the, the son tip because like the movie starts off where the dad dies already. Yeah. Like the dad's dead. And um, so it's the mom, Jennifer Gardner, and the boy who are like navigating the world post dad. I think it's a year, right? Or two years? Yeah, about a year. Yeah. It's post, years, by the way. Yeah. Post <laughs> post dad. Yeah. And um so the boy's being a dick to the mom. The mom doesn't know what the fuck she's doing because, like, all the responsibility suddenly fell onto her to, you know, raise a child. Yeah. And um, the the son is obviously lashing out. Yeah, and she's mourning, and, and she's she can't, and, you yeah, know, she like, can't. express her emotions to him because she has to be strong for the kid. Yeah. So when Ryan Reynolds comes back and meets with the boy, he instantly recognizes this behavior. Yeah. And towards the end of the movie, he kind of is like, hey... Line up a little bit. Yeah, you know? he hates himself. Yeah, like he, he exactly. Even the line where uh, where it's like, even thirty years from now, you still feel sick in the stomach of uh, way you treated her, exactly. how you treat her, and yeah. it's like, gosh, Ouch. yeah, like. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how about the action sequence? Because it feels like this whole movie was shot like in three locations. Because it's the cabin. Yeah. Um, the, the the town just obviously looks like something from Ca- from Canada, and yeah. then uh, back to the cabin, and, and then, then the woods, and then the um, the was it the facility, the facility, and then the school, the school, right? Yeah. So it kind of feels like it's very uh, closed, very right, right? Yeah. Maybe. Like, I mean, you can even tell in the in the scenes where they're in the the, the backyard of the cabin, you can see the backdrop. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I remember sitting there, and it's. Uh, when they got home, it's like, okay, cool, their front porch. And then they go in, like, this looks nothing like where you were living or something. Because it looked like it was on a cliff. And then their backyard's a forest or something Yeah, like it, that. it looks like something out of, like, the 50s spaghetti western. <laughs> the clouds are painted. And you, there no, there's no movements, but who cares? Cause, yeah. You know. But, yeah, the action sequences, they were pretty entertaining. I like the, the, the innovative use of um, the pop culture mix within the... the, the, the the fight sequence references, like mm-hmm. the lightsabers, that lightsaber, stuff like that. <laughs> and I like the the creative way they got around it. Yeah. Because, you know, like George, well, not George Lutz anymore, but uh, Disney. Yeah. Very uh, Letitia's. Yeah. Is that the correct oh. word? Yeah. Sounds they like to it. sue. Like yeah. Very protective um, of their brain. Allegedly. <laughs> the mouse. Let's just say the mouse has ears. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, the. Uh, um, you know, like, it, it used to be a point where even saying that word yeah. was, like, a no-no. Yeah. It's, like, so much, the, like, the the super, pause, 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 bull. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't say that. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't say that um, broadcasting, like, anywhere without having to pay the NFL some, some right, change. So, right, right. But, yeah, like, lightsabers. Yeah. And then he takes it out and is like this whole fucking Darth Maul-esque type of lightsaber. But <laughs> yeah. we don't really like um, figure out what that actually is, right? It's like you, some generic... Well, yeah. not some generic. It's like some weird disintegrating yeah. sword <laughs> Disintegrating <or something>. stun <laughs> yeah. jumping baton. Yeah, and that's uh, that goes into the weird kind of not bad-esque... But the the takeaways from it, there's not a lot of explaining. Like I don't want it. I don't want them to sit down in like five minutes and explain time travel <laughs> technology. But he kind of just brings it out in the scene, yeah. and it says like it, dying in your fixed timeline is is messy. I'm like, okay, whatever that means, it's working. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he just starts killing people and flipping and doing things. I was like, okay, that's cool. And that end comes always all down to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. It turns out she's been there in isolation. Uh, well, since okay, so 2018, right? And to, yeah, to, so. She was doing a time jump, right? Yeah. But 
they figured out that she knew that the, the Catherine Kinnear's character was doing some shady shit yeah. in the past. Yeah. Because the Catherine Kinnear's character went back in time, did a whole bunch of like insider like, trading type of shit. Right. And came, when she returned to the future, boom, she was suddenly like a billionaire. Super billionaire. Yeah. The dad was dead. Yeah, the she dad She took over the company yeah, and stuff company, like that. Yeah, the, the software. The, she basically China did. Yeah. And so... When Zoe Saldana's ship explodes, she, like, ejects and lands somewhere in the past. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds has to come back, not knowing that she's alive. Yeah. But coming back, hoping to find her alive and rescue her, I guess. Yeah, to find out why this happened. Because, like, like, Ryan Reynolds is the dude at the end of the story. He know Well, he knows everything pretty much. Yeah. Or he knows who's the bad guy, who's this, and who's that. The only one who doesn't know... Is the kid, which I suppose is us, to trying to get filled in the, the gaps and stuff. Yeah, talk about symbolism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how about the the bad? Something that it's they could no, not bad in a way, but something that caught your eye that they could have just worked on or ironed out. Um, I see. I don't think aside from visually, mm-hmm. just Catherine Kinnear, like what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, she doesn't look like anything anything like how she normally looks. Yeah. And, yeah, we live in this, you know, society where, like, oh, don't mention it. Oh, it's just a woman. Don't don't call attention to him. She changed her face or some shit, you know? Right. Like, but, I mean, it's obvious. See, I, I didn't catch on the live-action actor. I caught on the other act, the, the younger one. Yeah, see, but... That one looked weird to me. Yeah, that's, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I was like, is it something that was intentionally done? They tried to done? match? They yeah. tried to kind of match that? Uh, because like yeah. the old the older actress was Catherine Kinnear, the younger one was the the body double. Right. The you know the CGI man, the mind, the Mission Impossible three face. Yeah. Thing that they have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, did they like make it smoother out? Did they do something to make her look more alike the the body double? Right. Yeah. I that'd be weird, right? Yeah, just, just to man, just to catch up so it makes sense because you know that's what we're looking for as an audience. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense because like Catherine Kinnear, she's like she has like a really pretty interesting face. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to do anything to distract from that? Right, right. That, but other than that, I, I you know everything in the movie was pretty entertaining. Like I said, I didn't I didn't go into this wanting to you know eviscerate it, you know mm. pick it apart. I was just like, hey, let's. She looks more like Jodie Foster, if anything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Right? Yeah, that's weird. Maybe that's the reason <laughs> to look like Jodie Foster. <laughs> we couldn't get Jodie Foster, so we're going to kind of make you look like Jodie Foster. Like Jodie Foster. What about you? Anything bad? Um, yeah, other than the, the, the <laughs> CGI and stuff like that. Yeah, I did enjoy it. It was something that, uh, going into it, I heard rumblings about it, like Ryan Reynolds, and it's uh, something that's surprisingly good. Isn't it nominated? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it might be. I no. saw it was playing in theater, so oh, they're probably really? pushing for a nod. Right. Oh no, wait, it's not because it came out this year. Oh, okay, so it, it's yeah, they it make it in time for next year. Yeah, yeah right. Unless yeah. they did like some last minute in December, December <laughs> like something. just in case yeah. it came out this year. Yeah, it's something that I I don't I don't want to think too much about. I did find weird is a. The character tempo, if that makes sense. How so? Because I, the dynamic, I love the dynamic when he interacts with the other characters, but it, it seems like it's it's such for a short time. 
Cause especially with the dad. I, I would love to see that a little bit earlier, but that's something that they don't touch upon anymore. Like the character interactions rather than the whole plot or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, when he's, when they began to interact with the father, I feel like the Mark Ruffalo's neuroticism was really well um, used. Yeah. Um, the way he was just like, no, this is impossible and stuff like that. But like, hey, I'm here. Obviously, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to be like all math about it. Right. Yeah, or yeah. not trusting his eyes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I wrote this down in my notes. Okay. <laughs> but I don't have my notes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think the setup is what not annoyed me, but a little irked me. Because it takes a while. For them to get to the dad. Right. To, not yeah. to the dad, but to the point where, you know, the they plot the starts starts moving yeah with zoe's essentially when zoe shows up then it's that's when the plots begin spinning but they do set up a lot of the emotional stakes even the bullies right yeah the bullies are there about uh about what two minutes in because they're obviously whooping on the young rounds or adam young adam (laughs) and then about what 10 minutes in that's quickly resolved is it 10 minutes 10 minutes are fairly early in because he comes in and then they go to the store right yeah. And then the bullies come in, and then, you know, you're supposed to lose the fight. Yeah. I would say more like 15 to 20. 15, 15 but to 20. You know, yeah. That's just martial. Yeah. You know, it's just yes. me. I'm like, <laughs> being nitpicky. Um, but yeah, what, how, I like the, the part where, um, at the end, where Ryan Reynolds getting his ass beat, and then the younger character, he picks up the lightsaber and he does this whole thing. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck you up. And then the guy just, just kicks him. Just kicks him. Yeah. I was like, no, they're not going to. Okay. Yes. Yeah, when, when that happens, like, okay, that's supposed to happen. It's like yeah. he gets like, he gets kicked in the face or punched or something. Like, yeah. They yeah. took this whole trope that's being used, utilized today in movies where the children save the, the, the world or save the day. Yeah. And then these are like, all right, I'm going to save the day, but no, I'm going to get kicked in the face. Yeah, <laughs> kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love the, I don't know what reference was it. Was it a, was it an Independence Day reference when they were getting chased and there was the canyon? Yeah. And then he hid around because the shit no, was No, it was, was a, a, a Star or, Wars. Or Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it was the, the oh, well, it with was the, the big space worm. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, duh. Because I was How thinking, well, I was thinking that or like Boba Fett. You know when Boba he, Fett, uh, yeah, yeah, when he's with, the, he attaches to the Star Destroyer, and it kind of just they just fly by. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think I, I'm sure it was a Star Wars one. Yeah, I, that edit did weird me out because like Zoe uh, sacrifices herself, right? And then you see the the jet fly off into the distance, and it's like, okay, they got away. And then the next scene, they're getting chased. And it's like <laughs> the ship is right next to them. Then. Yeah, it's like there's a missing scene where. You gotta make up the distance. Yeah, or because it looks like they made it, right? And I'm yeah. pr- and the from what we've seen from the wormhole, it doesn't really take a while, right? And no, it just to charge up. But it, well, yeah, it takes like what thirty seconds. Thirty or so seconds to charge the yeah. wormhole. Yeah, it just feels like they got away. Oh no, they did it. Like oh, oh okay, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, there you have to take some liberties. You're not yeah. gonna show <laughs> a, a, a thirty second sequence of them chasing them you know you have to always make the make the assumption that because the the bad people are like the the creators essentially of the technology they must have a better ship (laughs) (laughs) a faster ship a better faster stronger yeah yeah Yeah, that was just it's it's nothing on the merit of the film it's just uh it's like a speed bump (laughs) for me when i was like okay they got wait wait, but but it's only a speed bump because you know yeah you're trained yeah (laughs) yeah 
carpet. Yeah. yeah, like you could see behind the facade of movie magic. Oh, yeah. I remember when our, our mentor said movies are just going to suck until we oh, learn more God. about the background. We didn't uh, know at the time, but now. <laughs> yeah. I remember on um, my second year in Curran's class, and I was sitting there just looking at him. Being in your class is making me appreciate movies. <laughs> and he's like, don't blame that on me. Yeah, I can remember you asking him that. And I was like, like yes. yes. <laughs> it's like, is that my fault? <laughs> yeah. like, you, you, you signed up for this nonsense. <laughs> so how about uh, anything surprising about this film? Something that just, other than Ryan Reynolds, that we've talked about verbatim. Um, Something that just... Surprised. Yeah, it surprised you. I, I mean, I surprised. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. Like generally, the movies are you know exclusively on Nef or like direct to Netflix or direct to Hulu stuff like that. There, there's a reason why <laughs> those movies are like that. You know, like back in the day that we used to have direct to video. Yeah. Which was like Lion King three, or yeah, something. Or like you know? Scar's Revenge. Like I yeah. thought you died. <laughs> yeah, you know something that's like so far beyond any anything that should ever be on in a theater yeah. so they're just like we're just gonna release it into the into the wild <laughs> yeah. yeah that's exactly yeah but every true. every once in a while you do come across a gem yeah um and i, I feel like at the adam project is entertaining enough is fun enough it's you know the the bad whatever little may be doesn't outweigh the good yeah, it's it's not it's I know this is a weird I hate this get go, but it's not something that's gonna be for the inner human turmoil or an Oscar kind of film. It's something yeah. that you just hey, what's on? Hey, what's that on project? I like sci fi, I like Ryan Reynolds, stuff like that. Yeah, even though it does have its super emotional um, climax at the end with the with the the, the the father and the two versions of his son playing catch. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, and then they just disappear. They just disappear. Yeah, I was hoping, uh, I was hoping they're gonna pull a uh, Back to the Future, Back to the Future one, where it's like, oh, he fucks he's alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> about that scene, about that scene, I was like, okay, you guys, so you guys got all those, uh, those time travel if scenes, right? The awkward ones where you know they kiss the mom in Back to the Future. Yeah, it's like. Then let's put make it more heavier, more, so. more yeah. Would you have liked to seen the Ryan Reynolds interact with Jennifer Garner? Oh, I mean they did, but like, <laughs> with that knowing that he's the son. Uh, yeah. You would yeah, have. that well, that's the that's my main thing about that. I do want to see a lot of more of the characters in each other. Like I get the kid, right? I, I get the gist of it, right? He's uh-huh. not, he's not gonna really. It doesn't feel like he brings too much to the table, which is not his fault no. and that's what the character is made for but I would have liked like uh, to see more like a family outing kind of thing with all of them to a degree or they find out or they have to go on this adventure together like a last hurrah or something like all, that like all four of them yeah some or sort of closure of right yeah because yeah, at the end it's uh, essentially the day one that I'm assuming the dad died already and yeah. they, they're living through but the son is taking it a little bit better for some reason because of the the melding of memories <laughs> yeah I, I get what you're saying yeah and it's funny though because like the, no matter how hard they try to stick with the rule with like don't tell anybody anything about what's gonna happen like that the way they try to warn the dad about his death kind of made it seem like they already told him yeah like he knows already I'm I mean like, he's, he's teaching astrophysics yeah like he may not be the most social person but he notices 
like how they're acting. Yeah, it's like oh, something's bad's gonna happen to me. Yeah, yeah, especially how I thought I thought they're gonna bring the watch into play. Yeah, because right? both of them have it. Right, both yeah, of them are which, wearing the watch. Yeah, and which he's is wearing the watch. <laughs> yeah, which is why, which is something where, where when it was the bar scene with um, Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Gardner, mm-hmm. he was wearing the dad's uh, coat, right, and had his his watch. Yeah. So don't you think that's something that the mom would have picked up on? I, that's what I thought when she ran out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he said like he he likes he loves you more than he knows. Yeah. That's exactly what he told. Her, yeah, at the oh his kid herself. Yeah, it's a. I thought it was gonna be a. Did you notice that with the dog, the puppy? There's Newton. There's Newton. There's a Newton. No, Hawking, the puppy. Right. It's a golden retriever. Yeah. But when it's a puppy, it's like all white looking. Did you? Is that how golden retrievers turn? Or do they um, they stay in one? I don't know if they're like Pokemon. <laughs> do, they, do they stay in one color shade? You've Be- never had a dog. Huh? <laughs> I've, I've had a dog, but it's been like years. And I was younger, yeah. Because at the end, it, it's because I, there's instances where there's a, I think the the continuity director was kind of asleep. Yeah. And I thought it was purposeful for uh, like it's going to be payoff down the line or something, but it, it wasn't. So it's uh. Yeah, it's that. It's, do they become more? I would, ass- <laughs> I would assume as as they get older, their um, fur, you know, comes in. Maybe they have oh. like a, the puppy fur, which is, isn't a little bit, I don't know, some generic, you know, survival <laughs> skill that, that they need or some shit. Yeah. But I would assume, yeah, that as they get older, their, uh, their fur changes and they fall into more of what we know. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, I didn't. I was like, okay, that lo- it's re- he's really wet and he's really gold in the next scene. And yeah. there are some uh, shades of white on him. So, yeah. Yeah, if they played around with the time travel aspect with it more. The dog? Yeah, not just the dog, <laughs> but like what you said with uh, the family, uh, Judy Gardner. Uh-huh. Right, someone that she knows or that he kind of hints at it. Or it's like a Back to the Future where he's like, what about the space-time continuum? And he's alive, it turns out, or something. Yeah, which also it's also something that they, they kind of sort of touched on. Because like once they fixed their, their future, they didn't disappear. Or no, once they fixed their past, yeah, they didn't disappear. They lingered for what seemed like an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> Enough to yeah, break out the mats. and Enough uh, to <laughs> tie out our hearts <laughs> one more time. <laughs> Like even it's like you're my sons and I love you and then, and then I love oh my gosh there's so, I don't know what Scorsese or any of the naysayers of streaming are saying but these actors they look like they're having fun yeah right they're they're just in, and he Mark Ruffalo uh, I don't know if this is in the script but he's like talking to Ryan Reynolds and he's like focusing on him to the point of he Ryan Reynolds is getting a little embarrassed he's like I love you like I love you yeah. you, have to, you have to notice I love, and he keeps saying it and you know he has an underlying feeling that he knows that he messed up whatever happened to him messed him up to the point that he hates him yeah right so he he knows that feeling and he's, he's like trying to underline it and trying to fix it to a degree yeah yeah it's alright so the movie ends with all three of them the, the Mark Ruffalo uh, the younger version of the, the of Adam, Adam and yeah, then Ryan Reynolds the grown up version of Adam which is yeah. it's funny because like when do I become that I wish he squeezed his muscle remember he was yeah. like don't do it yeah. <laughs> and he's all like he's like when do we get laid they were like wait what <laughs> and then he walks away he's like it happens <laughs> <laughs> like come on she's my wife too or something like that yeah I, I love uh, what's with child actors getting so much great, better than I remember? <laughs> uh, the day? 
Well, <laughs> very I, mature. Also, take take into consideration the the type of movie. Mm. Like you said, it seems like the actors are having much more fun. And you you look at Netflix, and all across the board of people who have worked with Netflix, who have like read interviews, heard on podcasts, and stuff like that. If I get the feeling that Netflix is one of the few production companies that are like, just do what you want. Yeah. Which is giving them like essentially freedom. Yeah. You know, it's not like some you're under the gun in, in like a Disney production. Yeah, or uh, studio in general, or right? a studio a regular, productions, or, or a conventional studio. Right, because I like, do you imagine like Paramount or Universal making the Adam Project. Mm-hmm. Some degree, like someone pitching it to them, them having a miserable experience. Right, because yeah. it's like a, a typical studio production. Yeah. This so, one, it felt like more... I know it's a little confined in space, but they got the opportunity to act yeah, or have fun. To, to have work. fun, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I get what you're saying with the kids. Like, when did they become funny or good actors? Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> the, the old adage when we were growing... When we were uh, in the... Well, not industry, but... <laughs> we were uh, in uh, college. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, never work with animals and kids. Yeah. Right? At this point... I feel like kids are just so much more. They're taking their roles more seriously. I don't know. Yeah, I get. I get the. I guess you could say that. Um, I mean, really, I don't know what's yeah, going on. Is, how many lashings? <laughs> how many lashings? Like, act better. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't lashings. I I would think their their life would be fairly hectic, especially considering maybe it's just something like kids. It's like pretend to them. Like playing a game? Well, like the times I've seen, um, like behind the scenes of films where there was a child star, it, it seems like it's really un, like by the book, on like to the to the T. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not the working with children on a, on a scene is not the same as we're obviously the same as working as an adult. And this is something that I've heard conversations about, like, how can we circumvent this? And the, the real answer is that's never going to happen because there's always going to be chill, child characters in films, TVs, or whatever. You know? yeah. So until we get to the point where we could, we cross the uncanny valley to be able to <laughs> CGI render full-on you know care imaginary figures imaginary children <laughs> imaginary yeah. children um which will, again would bring on its own set of problems but yeah but yeah like oh, children a child i think is not allowed to work more than like four hours a day they have tutors on set they have like a whole bunch of of uh accommodations right. for the children so that they could have uh, a somewhat of a grown-up even the money, right? Is it mm-hmm. a certain age? Is until a certain age, right? Like sixteen. Yeah, and that's why there's a lot of child actors out there whose parents rob them. Because, yeah. Because they they legally didn't have um, access to their money. Yeah. Like, and why then, shouldn't I treat myself <laughs> or yeah, something? Um, yeah, it's a little scummy. Yeah, it's very scummy. But all right. So what I was saying in before I went on that tangent, the, <laughs> the movie ends with the the boys and the father playing catch. You know, they're all. Um, in the tr- in the triangle, throwing the ball at each other. Yeah, and like us, both of us having recently lost our father. Is that something that where it actually hits you? It did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, even the like we we're I don't know we, the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Like the, like the mom um, coming in the office and yelling at the I'm assuming the principal like we just lost our father and there's I've been in that. The board is gone. Yeah, your, boy, your mom sure does. The sure does care about your education, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like I, I've been in that uh, that I don't know 
what now position. And then at the end, it just kind of underlines that moment where uh, it's it's even more poignant. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, like, you and I have both been in that what now yeah. position. But was your father the one that would want to go play catch with you and stuff like that? Have those have that type of relationship with you? or Yeah, bonding moments. Bonding yeah, moments, yeah. yeah a, it reminded me of... A, uh, a part of the, like the 501st is some they bought the Star Wars armor and stuff uh-huh. like that and then he's the one who actually helped me build, build it, it. Okay. yeah and then put it together and like I just kind of stood there <laughs> like yeah does it fit on your leg and it's stuff like you're that. imagining the fucking Tony Stark his, the robot arms it's just your dad it's just my dad's like big <laughs> arms grabbing like stop moving I was like oh stop moving <laughs> but uh, yeah it's it's uh, those uh those moments. Yeah. See, like, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like cry or anything in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but I did. It did make me reminisce about the times where my dad would. We would go down to the Rose Bowl, just kick the. Because you live like. Well, you the Rose Bowl. Yeah. yeah, your Rose Bowl is like your backyard. It was essentially. Much, yeah. yeah. So, so we would awesome. go down there and kick the ball and stuff like that, and and like it's it's something that everybody like. Uh, we saw. I saw a TV show, an animated TV show on Netflix. It's called um, the Midnight Gospel. Mm. And essentially, it's um, they take uh, this dude Duncan Trussell who has a podcast, and they take scripts from the podcast and just animate around it. Oh, awesome! And he has one with his mom, who he interviewed before she died, and they're having the conversation. It's like someone who's clearly like you could understand that she, the, this person's mom, has come to the to the realization and acceptance that she's not long for. So she has a completely different point of view on on things, and he's having the the difficult conversation of with. Of like, hey, you're about to die. How am I going to go on without you? Or like, how is this going to continue? How am I going to continue? Like, I've I've only I've always known one or two of my parents, and now that you know one or both of them are gone, what what's next? Mm-hmm. And the the way she just straight up puts it, where he says, how how do we deal with something that everybody, no matter who you are, everybody goes through the loss of a loved one? And she just pointedly says it, you cry. Oh gosh! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So something that we're where I've seen recently two you know productions or two TV show a TV show and a movie where that has the the, the underlying concept of losing a loved one and it's just like wow and I don't know is, is it because it's been going on three years now since yeah two thousand mm-hmm. yeah going on three years since my dad passed where I'm like. Over that first initial hurdle, yeah. where the first the, the Adam Project, the ending didn't really affect me mm. as much as the Midnight Gospel did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, when the Midnight Gospel I was just bawling and crying. Yeah, like, oh my god. So, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it's, it's it's something that I didn't really cry to either. Uh-huh. I I did reminisce a lot. Yeah, I think we're at that point where uh, the not the trauma, but the more the the morning is a little bit smaller, but it still hits the butt in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I have my a picture of my dad here with some flowers. I'm dead flowers now, but <laughs> it was his birthday a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and it 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 was weird because like I knew it was his birthday, but when it came down to it, I had forgotten. And it's like I was on I was on the phone with my mom, and she's like, and it hit me as I was talking to her. I was like, oh shit, it's, tomorrow's his birthday, and there was a lot of things. Um, like clues that was like I was rem- for some reason I was remembering my dad a lot I was yeah. you know our our favorite soccer teams were playing each other oh. so I was like there was a lot of clues leading up to me so I was like holy shit you know I can't believe that 
it's something that for you know twenty seven years of my life celebrating this man's birthday every every year to where two two years after he's gone where I'm like either my my mind subconsciously try to make made me forget or I just plain out forgot. Right. So it was and it was just like that that realization. I was like, oh shit, you know, like time just keeps going, you know. And and doesn't matter like who we are, what we do. Time keeps going. Time, time is undefeated. Time keeps, yeah, undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I uh, oh gosh, I'm gonna make you more sad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I uh, I was there's one where I'm kind of just there's a photo of my uh, dad and like all of us, and there's a family photo. photo. Family photo. Yeah. Uh, I should have just said photo. <laughs> but there's a family photo, and uh, I I don't know. I came to, I came to the thought of uh, like I'm forgetting how. Oh yeah. Like I'm trying to think like okay. How does he sound? Like I think of someone scolding me, like, just just, to, just because that's <laughs> just a little more pressure. Yeah, I just I go to, and then it comes. It becomes a combination of like Ron Perlman mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, uh, what's it from Star Trek? Uh, the ball, Picard. <laughs> Picard. How do you like, forget Picard? Picard. Oh, I see Ron Perlman popped in my head, and then <laughs> that just took all my processing power. But how did you come up? But with Picard, Picard, yeah, uh, yeah, Picard comes in. It's like a combination of both. But I, I I'm like. I don't have a lot of videos of him like talking to me, yeah. only photos. Yeah. So I don't have I don't have something to go back to to try to remember. Yeah, that's the one thing where I'm like I look back, I'm like I have, you know, five hundred dollars or not even like a couple thousand dollars worth of video equipment, yeah. recording equipment. How the hell did I never like sit down and have a conversation yeah. or record them or something, you know? I don't have any I have pictures obviously, like who doesn't have pictures? Mm. But I have no um, real world or you know, like a animation, animated uh, proof of him. You know, yeah. I have like I have a uh, I have a voicemail that I, I'm never going to delete. Where he calls me, and he was like, he wasn't somebody who would call you and like, <laughs> hey, be like, hey, where are you? Yeah, he would call you and whistle. <laughs> 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 so like, there's a there's a voicemail where I like I'll pick it, and it's my dad, and then he's just a big ass whistle, and then he hangs up. Oh. That's like his 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 way of saying, hey, call me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like weird shit like that, you right? Know? Yeah. But I get the I get the that 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 what you're saying like how does he sound like trying to remember yeah and i do i, I do remember how he sounds typically because i go to the scoldings and the, yeah. the yelling and <laughs> the all the yelling shit. Right? yeah like, i can't even think about it now it's uh, like why did you do that like, yeah what did well, we learn did he did he did he, did he scold you in uh english or in, in tagalog uh both both, both yeah, you're like, depending you know it's, it's like you it's know, curveball sad. depending how on um, what i did how bad it was <laughs> yeah right? so if it's english it's sometimes it's like oh it's all right you're yeah. but when it's the guy like oh gosh yeah, you fucked up like, you're, run for like, life. i'm in court yeah it's like I'm, i run to the mom my mom before i go to him yeah all right let's uh let's move on to oh every or do you have something oh, else oh what did you what's the rating oh. I would give it like an 8. 8? 8 out of 10. That's really high. Well, it it checked everything off my list. Yeah. I I Entertainment, which is really, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a, as as sci-fi flicks go, it's it's a very fun movie. Is it pretty, for sci-fi flicks, would you consider this a nuanced take? Yeah. 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 Usually, they the sci-fi, especially when it comes to time travel, they get caught up into details. Yeah. Right? I mean, in Endgame, they have like a five-minute scene. They explain it to you. Yeah. Back to the Future, <laughs> the classic. They have another. They have a literal five-minute scene to explain you the sense. But this was more of a 
focusing on those uh, those very human emotions. I know that's overplayed a lot, but you know the groundedness of those characters rather than you know the fake science of yeah. Them. Which is okay. So that's that kind of lends us to like an origin story type of conversation, right? Mm. Because like if they didn't spend whatever amount of time it would have uh, spent, it would have needed for them to explain their version of time travel. They were just able to you know jump into the story and move on yeah. from there. It was just it was very beat beat fluid fluid. Stuff so like in like uh, uh, Spider Man, mm-hmm. newer one doesn't have an origin. Story. Yeah, right? So it just jumps off. It yeah. already establishes that here, here's a Spider-Man. No, let's hit the wrong one. Exactly. It uses uh, the general knowledge of time travel. Right? Yeah. That it's a parallel universe. <laughs> Not, nothing really adds in the name. And uh, the, the general knowledge of these characters. Yeah. Right? And I feel like this movie does about the same thing. It does the general knowledge of time travel uh, to a degree and then just on the character. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. But um, is there anything that you could say that could make it that perfect? Uh, just a perfect 10. Longer titties? Longer uh, titties? <laughs> bigger explosions? Um, just a... A transformer? A transformer? <laughs> oh, gosh. If it was just like... It's a Bumblebee spinoff. Like, what? Yeah. All of a sudden. Uh, the, the setup. The setup? The setup. I know it's there for a reason. Right? It's uh-huh. something that uh, we have to, so we can get a more better concrete feel in these characters. But I feel like they knock it out of the park in the first five minutes. Yeah. Right. The whole idea of him mourning his dad and the mom being mad at him and him and Ronald Reynolds kind of just popping in his life is enough for me to like. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah. Like I don't really need a like uh, the mom scene, <laughs> like multiple things. With the the mom dating the guy or. Yeah, the mom dating the the. Does, what is it toilet beard kind of thing <laughs> yeah. to underline that the son's being a jerk right yeah. i already get that feeling when uh, he when she she is reluctant to talk to him yeah about it right i already get because they're they're so good acting <laughs> they <laughs> under the whole idea i get the premise of it and then zoe comes in and throws a yeah i kind of feel like they they should have utilized the zoe character more yeah, because she says uh, not not to nitpick the the plot, but she says she's been like waiting for him, or she's yeah. been watching to the degree. But I don't think we get that underlining feel of it mm-hmm. until she actually shows up and just tells you, like, yeah, I've been watching you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when uh, she comes into the rescue, did you expect it was gonna be her, or did you think it was? Uh, I didn't expect it was gonna be her. No. No, I didn't because I thought she was just going to be like a throw, <laughs> throwaway, <laughs> you know, a like. throwaway reference. Right, or um, a, a, what's the, like a, a character that's a MacGuffin, you know, that he wants to <laughs> yeah. talk to her again, but they, they, she can't, but she just pops in because I didn't see the cast list, I didn't see a trailer or anything like that, and she just. So you, like, okay, so you came in literally essentially blind. Yeah. Like I had already, I knew, like I looked at the cast list, so I knew who yeah. was in the Even Mark, I was like, what? When he, she came in, I was like, oh my gosh. And then Mark was like, what? <laughs> like a Marvel film here or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like their interactions. Like mm-hmm. even when uh you know they start macking out and it's like and the they, or in the and it's like yo you found me and then they start doing it and then I'm like yep that's what they do and then yeah. the boy leaves. Get out of here, kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah, eight. Sounds like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, we're both in agreement. <laughs> we are concise. It has been written. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. Let's talk about some of the news. Uh, do you want to talk about Batman? Focus on that. And then oh, on. yeah. I want to of wait course. for the best of the end. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you gave me a choice. Uh, let's do it now. You're now? All right. Up, yeah. So, Batman. There's been a lot of rumbling, a lot of uh, about, you know, some 
deleted scenes may have may or may not have been posted <laughs> about some clownish may, character clownish that may or may not be involved persuasion. in persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> of um, laughing nature. Alright, so let's first let's talk about this. Yep. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. So Nicholas Cage, I think even before he saw the Batman film, was mm-hmm. talking about how he wants to play a villain in the next one. Mm-hmm. And not just any villain. But a villain from the 1966 Bat- Batman, Adam West Batman, Egghead. <laughs> Which is like another, essentially, uh, <laughs> like a Riddler-esque villain. Right. But with a different shtick. Right, okay. For those who don't know, yeah. what, what is Eggman's uh, tragic origin? Or um, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> it, all is I know it literally is I, just Eggs shot his parents? <laughs> in the, an Egg Alley. And, an Egg <laughs> the dairy alley <laughs> on the, at the supermarket. A rogue cow. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Like those are those are characters that it's like Polka even, Dot Man. Yeah, exactly. Or they've had some um, a life after the fact, like in like some dark version of a comic or some shit like that. But originally, they were made as like a spoof, a j- joke. Right, right. So, is, it, is it something that it's like uh, to? Uh, was there not enough eggs? So to encourage uh, kids see. to eat yeah. eggs, <laughs> they made Eggman. He was something. allergic to eggs. <laughs> Egghead. We live in egg society. Batman. Let's see. What are egg Eggheads' origins? Uh, played by Vincent Price from the back in the '60s, who was a very well-respected actor mm. for the time. Egghead is a creator from the 1960s. See, is it, so, like, this is a villain that was specifically created. You're just for to fill in a, a villain yeah. role. Villain of the Week. They had needed right. more episodes. <laughs> right, you know. uh, real name Ed- Edgar Heed. Oh, Edgar Heed. <laughs> history, weapons, equipment, known associates, Batman, other parents. Uh, history, criminal known as Egg as one of the smartest men in the world, a genius by anyone's standards. With oh, his great genius comes a great ego. He is forever taking about his own brilliance. So it's a, a smart guy trying to. Okay, that makes sense. With egg. <laughs> it's like an egghead. I like King Tut's though. Yeah. King Tut's. Just some random guy who you just hit him in the head and he, he believes himself to be King Tut. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where he goes. But yeah, what would you, what would you think? First of all, the, the, the notion of Nicolas Cage playing a villain and then Nicolas Cage playing Egghead. Playing Egghead. Uh, yeah. You see it? I, I could see it. I mean, he... Well, it's Nicolas fucking Cage. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, his performances lean heavy on that, on that extravagant kind of uh, overblown acting with the yeah. uh, Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Right, so I can definitely see him in that. But what Batman, though? Would it, it would have to be a campy Batman, wouldn't it? Because you, do you see Egghead becoming kind of like the Riddler? Oh, man. A you serial know, killer? Like a serial killer. Oh, man. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, can... The challenge would be... Can you take this literally goofy fuck, fucking you know ridiculousness of a character mm-hmm. and give them make them appealing to today's market? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know anything James Gunn. I, so I mean, you I could put a James Gunn in and could you you could see him as this uh, this villain kind of type of character, someone that's just a joke, and you could put that into his origin, and he's trying to you know rule the world or uh huh, like another Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, what was um, the guy with the the big brain and uh, the, the thinker? Squad? The thinker, right? The thinker wasn't much of the character to begin with, right? No, he was just kind of like another smart dude. Yeah, but I feel like would you? Okay, so would you want to take Egghead and make him the villain in a Suicide Squad movie, or mm-hmm. would you want to take him and have him be the villain in a Batman? 
How would he be integrated in a Batman movie? Like, what, what Batman kind of movie would like, other than him just being a serial killer? Because Riddler is just Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty? Yeah, Humpty Dumpty. Just sat on the wall. Sat Humpty Dumpty. Had a great fall. Humpty Dumpty. There you go. That's right. your origin. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I would feel like you would have to make him like a, an, an underling to like the, the penguin or something. Mm. And then from take it from there, you know, he gets wronged in some sort of way. He demands satisfaction, goes on this egg silence. Yeah, he goes about creating chaos. Or some shit, you know? So, so kind of like the Tinker and the Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. right? He's a, he's a big character in the comics, but in, um, you know, home, no, no Way Home, or mm-hmm. Homecoming, where he's kind of just there, but he's just, uh, you know, making the weapons. Yeah. So could kind of take that mentorship role and then expand further when he's wronged. Kind of like a, kind of like a, he's the secondary character that is un- un- intentionally hurt by Batman, and he becomes, a, that sets him down a path. Yeah. To become a like a bigger villain or I could see him like he's walking down the street with like a grocery <laughs> bag and then the Batmobile zooms by and it startles him, he drops it and there's a bunch of shattered eggs. Oh, no. Boom, origin. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he gets mugged because it's yeah. Gotham. He gets mugged <laughs> and he's like, Fuck, what do I do? and he looks down, tear in his eye, the eggshells are all cracked and he's crying. And then like like a a, a Boom, 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 cut to black and then cut back and he's bald. <laughs> I don't know why the Joker came to mind. No, not not the character, but the film. Oh. The Joker, you know, <laughs> like we live in a society, you know, let's take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what do you think of the uh, the deleted scene, the Joker? Uh, I can see why it's a deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that portrayal? Uh, yes. Really? And no. Yeah, I, I see. Yes, because uh, he actually looks horrific. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about like oh, visually. Visually, oh, but his portrayal. Yeah, uh, I I can't hear much of it because no. a lot of it's muffled in, and muffled, he's kind of yeah. like, you, you should know better than this. You know, I, I I don't know. I need to see more in context. Yeah, of it all, but uh, I don't know because the 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 pinnacle of the Joker I see uh, is a. Uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger, right? And then I, I can't get images of him after that, the fact of trying to do his performance. Yeah. See, okay, so with the Joker and the past two actors, three actors, who've portrayed the Joker, you get you you get the sense that they've immersed themselves in yeah. that character. Yeah. So much that it became a detriment to one of them. Um, but with this one, I don't really feel like he got a, an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Like, really immerse himself in the character, you know, make it your own, you know, do what they've all done, make a journal, fill it up with fucked up crazy shit. Literally twist your mind to the point where it is at that Joker state. I feel like they cast this guy, mm-hmm. the dude to play the Joker, you know, gave him, maybe even they cast him as they were filming the, 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 the movie because, like, we didn't really hear about his casting prior. Yeah. So they didn't really give him an opportunity to, like, really flush out his portrayal of the character. Yeah. I do, I, I agree with what you said, where visually, he looks fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, on that, I'm all for it. But the portrayal, I feel like it came up a little. In what way? It just didn't really feel like a group. It just felt like a guy acting like the Joker. A guy acting the Joker. Yeah, I yeah, see, so the article I read it from, or I read an article about uh-huh. is uh, they compare it to, like, Hannibal Lecter. Do you get those? No. Vacant? No. Well, I get the the reference mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> she goes she goes to him to look for help 
finding the serial killer, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. He Batman goes to the Joker and help looking for the Riddler. Right. So I get that reference there, but no, mm-hmm. I don't know the no. portrayal. No, like mm. there was a reason why. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, is it the? Yeah, <laughs> Hannibal like the no, but the, the the actor. The actor's name, right? Uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Didn't he win an Oscar for that? I believe so. Right, and yeah. he was only on screen for eleven minutes. Right. Yeah. Of a, like his portrayal. Was, his portrayal was yeah. so intense so scary so yeah. because he was able to first of all it's anthony fucking hopkins yeah. right so <laughs> but he was able to like portray that character immerse himself so much to where it's not anthony hopkins anymore it's hannibal lecter yeah that's that's right that's mm-hmm. right it's uh i do agree that it feels like he, this this deleted scene felt very uh fan servicey and didn't have much director direction directorial direction mm-hmm. right because they just kind of like Okay, this is who you are. You're the Joker. Yeah, I get I, I get what you're saying there, but do you also can you also see that it's more of like the directors and the producers like pulling on them or like giving themselves something to play with more so indulging them than wanting to indulge them. Mm. Oh, I want to say both though. Both. Yeah, because it feels like uh, at the end or at the end of the Batman, in case you haven't seen it, <laughs> uh, the the Joker has a conversation with the Riddler. And it's, it kind of alludes to that they're going to... Wait, is that, was that the end? Or was that like one of the endings? Well, the, <laughs> the ending for the criminal storyline. Yeah. Right, and it turns out he's going to have mentorship for, I'm assuming, a bigger, badder criminal, which is the Joker. Yeah. So I feel like in a, in a heat of moment, uh, the director's like, yeah, we're, we're going to shoot another scene just to play around with it. Yeah. Right, just to see how where it goes yeah, which and is, how it fits. Which is also indulgent for them. Yeah. So it's like a little bit something that, oh, you, you can play around with this character. We have the time why not, mm-hmm. to see where it goes or how, it, how, how it's uh, perceived. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like, yeah, like, I agree with you. I can see why it's a good scene. Yeah. I don't feel like adding that would have added anything to the movie. It would have been a distraction. Yeah, it, it feels like a distraction. Yeah. Because especially it kind of diminishes the whole detective. Yeah, right? that's true. Especially because he's like, oh, you should... Uh, I thought you were smarter than this. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were... You're you're not as smart as I thought you were. Something (laughs) of the degree, yeah. And uh, I don't know if the the Joker would help to begin with. See, even even, even in the film, Mm -hmm. him having... Conversing with the Joker, that kind of felt like really... Like, shoehorned in there. Like, was that really absolutely necessary? Oh, no. No, yeah. Yeah. I I feel like it was something just to build something else. Uh, yeah, I, granted, granted this what that's what movies do nowadays. They have to reach the franchise heights. Well, not franchise, but you know, another movie to feel interest. Mm-hmm. As soon as that movie, as soon as the movie ended, it felt like they were already pushing for a next one. <laughs> yeah, like can't wait for the next one. Yeah, um, in the middle of the first yeah. one. All right, so indulge me here. So, like, mm-hmm. say in that scene where the Joker calms him down, calms the Riddler down because his plan didn't work. So remove the Joker and just have the Riddler's mental breakdown on his own. And then where he goes through the whole range of emotion. And then at the end, where his mind finally snaps, he he begins to like that laughing. Oh, he becomes yeah. there. You're yeah. alluding to he's becoming yeah. the Joker. Yeah, that would be cool. No, he doesn't become oh, the he Joker. Oh, he does become the he Joker. Just, his mind just snaps completely right. from, from the Riddler perspective. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Paul Dano's, when he was crying in the times I've seen it, it still hits me. Like, oh, I feel so yeah. sad for him. Well, Paul Dano, he just has, like, a weird-shaped face. <laughs> That's it's very fair. round. It's very, no, I want to say punch it, but you just want to squeeze it. Squeeze it. Like, hey, look at your cheeks and his <laughs> But, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I will, uh, Paul Danos, he, go, he does go through the range of emotions. I mean, he goes through sadness. He kind of goes through depression when he looks out the window and he kind of has a little mini panic attack when he sits down yeah. and he starts like, uh, like shaking. Yeah, but he has that, that mental break as the Joker is guiding him through it. Mm, so without, it's a more passive role rather yeah. than being like, because there are, they do kind of cut to him, the yeah. Joker, right? So have him do all of that, but on his own. Yeah, that would be cool. That would have been, I feel like it would have been a lot more sinister. Yeah, and it would lean more on uh, that character. Because mm-hmm. it feels like as soon as that character's arc is done, like, hey, here's the new hotness. It's the yeah. Joker. Yeah, because it, it, like you said, it does feel like once he's in um, Arkham, mm-hmm. that's it, he's done. But like, if he were to like snap, if we saw that whole progression on his on, on his own... It kind of, I feel like it would have given the um, the audience like that sense of oh he's gonna come back, right, right. Yeah. Which I hope they do because like I, I really like the Riddler, the, this Riddler, this yeah. Riddler Riddler because he was fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, you think he, they're gonna change his uh, his outfit? I hope not. Yeah, because the whole outfit had like a purpose, right? Do you think they're gonna change it to the more <laughs> question mark heavy? The, the cane with the question mark, <laughs> the hat with the question mark, with the, the bowler hat with all the question marks, with the eraser. <laughs> Um, no. See, like, those are obviously fantastical and goofy for a reason. Naturally. Because they were original comic books. So you had to find a way to attract, make the character look interestingly enough to, so that he could get a fan base and popularity and stuff like that and mm. grow. But here, you, uh, when it's transitioned to film, it looks ridiculous. Right. Look at Jim Carrey's. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, all I picture is him on that throne with the big diamond thing. Yeah. And like, I, I, I picture him at the end where his hair is all like... Oh, fucking... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. I'm curious. All right. Uh, for, you know, for, the, for him to be a good Joker, how, how would he move his performance to, to be a better Joker? I feel like the, other than just the obvious immersing himself in the character, you know how would how would his portrayal be verily different than other portrayals while becoming like unique in his own character? See, I feel like that's going to be something that he's going to have to come up with on his own. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you look at Heath Ledger, you look at Joaquin Phoenix, and even to some extent Jared Leto. Those all three of these act are really good actors, and they all took it upon themselves to essentially construct their version of the Joker from nothing. Mm. And sometimes you hit it out of the park, sometimes you don't. But even even with the Heath Let with um Jared Leto's Joker, it might have not have been the greatest Joker, mm-hmm. but you could still see an aspect of the Joker. Right. And right. here and here and in this one, it's just the guy with the fuck the face, green hair, whatever little hair he had. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he was, was like just having a, yeah, he was having a conversation <laughs> with the Batman. Yeah. So I feel like it would be up to him, you know, spend the X amount of time, whatever it is you need to manifest what your uh rendition of the Joker will be. So is uh the the in the deleted scene, is he not the essence of the Joker or is he kinda just baseline on the door waiting to go in? I to feel like he's baseline. He's baseline. Because yeah. he has the laugh, right? He has the whole kind of uh I don't know, maniacalness to him, but it's yeah. just, it's still baseline. Yeah. yeah. It's still like, like visually mm-hmm. it's there, yeah. but not spiritually, <laughs> which is what, which is what, you know, he, why he thought was so, so awesome. Why he won an Oscar for that. Why uh, Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for his portrayal of the Joker. Like, right. We understand that the character is complex enough to be able to attract that 
the the accolades you know that maybe some uh, some people don't care for anymore but at least it's still there right you know, the, the, the oscars and have they're a all joke. they're all method actors they're all yeah they're all method actors i believe to a degree yeah and they all kind of immerse themselves in the role and stuff like that. okay i see so uh, in order for this joker to at least be separate from the other jokers he would need to not only put some of his own character in it but also mix it with the personality from that character, mm-hmm. from the, the Joker character. Yeah, read you know read some comics, read the Killing Joke, read mm-hmm. you know the, the the seminal works of the Joker, and then you know immerse yourself, you know give yourself that time to be like, why does this character think like this? How can mm-hmm. I portray this character in that way? So my my question, I love this because I want to. <laughs> so how does it need to be that kind of Joker though? from the dark side of it you know because you said the joker you know mm-hmm. killing joke and those are very uh very reminiscent of like walking phoenix and uh, jared let not jared the other joker i forgot his name <laughs> heath ledger thank you i'm so yeah. sorry the, yeah heath ledger joker <laughs> it seems like their character is based on that kind of dark persona that uh you know are we live in a society mm-hmm. but then you see someone <laughs> and then you see uh, like say uh mark hamill's joker and it seems a little bit less about that gritty, you know, darkness of it. More of that, oh, I'm going to laugh and then I'm going to shoot you in the head. Kind of joker. Not joke, but, you know, joking. Well, Mark Hamill's joker was dark as shit, too. Yeah. Like, you look at the movie, uh, the Batman Beyond movie, The Return of the Joker. Mm. He kidnaps, tortures, among other things, Tim Drake. Right. Like, right. He, he broke him. Yeah. and But he doesn't have that, uh, that you know, that decaying look. No, you know that the king where he's like the personality, uh, the inside personality uh, mirrors the outside personality, mm-hmm. right? From a uh, Jared Leto, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin you know, Phoenix, uh, the OG but, Jokers. But then also have to consider that one is animated. Yeah, that's fair. One's live action. Yeah, so but we that... never seen that portrayal though. You know what I mean? We never seen that. Uh, you know that suit wearing Joker other than you know the old the, the Tim Burton ones. <laughs> but, um... Well, the Tim Burton and then the Cesar Romero. Right, yeah, the Cesar Romero. But it, it, we haven't seen, I don't know if it's because of something that he wouldn't really be accepted. Because we see the Joker as someone who is a, who is very, not only facially decaying, but his is his very, um, not methodical, but his insights are very precise. Yeah. Right? He's very clear of what it's world clinical. we're He's clinical, exactly. Yeah. But we don't really see that Joker where he's, you know, in a nice suit. He's He has a well, flower yeah, stuff in had, They both had suits. Yeah. The Heath Ledger's Joker had a suit, and uh, oh, one, well, not that's like folding apart. You know, <laughs> it actually looks like an upstanding dude, and then he laughs while he like strangles your girlfriend. You know, or something because there's the the dynamic, right? Yeah. He's something he wears a, a smile and a clown makeup to make you laugh while he's doing horrific things to you. Yeah. So do you ever do you think that's a Joker that we would ever get to see, or is that? See, but I feel like we have to some extent, Mm -hmm. especially in Heath Ledger's Joker, where he has a suit. It might be all raggedy and Mm -hmm. and he has the scars, and he has the scars, and like you said, he's he has the face paint while he's you know he throws um, Rachel Doss from the 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 building. So I feel like to some extent it's already been there, Mm -hmm. but having that that mixture or like that like the Mark Hamill Joker, who is the Joker, like when you you hear the Joker laugh. You hear Mark Hamill's yeah. laugh. <laughs> Annoyingly because, you know, that's a standard. <laughs> yeah, because that's the standard. Yeah. Um, so I feel like because it is animation, you mm. do have some essentially liberties mm. to be able to, to play around with the character. Uh, so, but when when it's 
you know, transfer to live action, there are some limitations where you could do it. So you don't think, oh, that's a shame. Because I would, I would love to see that. I mean, it's something that we haven't uh, really seen I mean, delved into, right? Someone that looks like he's a, a cool dude, but, you know, he'll kill you in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Right? And if you look at him, he'll start laughing, and then, like, his gun goes off on accident. Like, just like, are you supposed to laugh? Or, or is like, it like, he has the bang gun, right? Right. But it accidentally shoots somebody in real life, and it's like, he looks at it, it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's like, and it's it's something, it's it's borderline dark humor. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you like, are you supposed to laugh? And then there's a dude, his brains are out. And then yeah. he's just like, oh, sorry. And he puts the gun down or something like yeah. that. Yeah, see, okay, now I understand. Yeah, you, that sense, you know I mean? we haven't really seen the Joker. Yeah, yeah. See, that's, but that's the thing. Like, that lends itself with the campiness of the character. Mm. Like, would that translate? Because, like, if you do translate it directly into, like, this darker version of the character that we've seen in the past, it's just gonna become. It's just gonna make him look like even more of like a serial killer, <laughs> like a sociopath, which he is. Right. But would, is. would that humor translate? Yeah, it's. Uh, it would be a nice dynamic. Yeah. Because you have, if it's something in the Batman, you have this dark world. You know, everything sucks. Kind of. <laughs> just corruption, the roots of Gotham, and then you have this happy-go-lucky dude who's trying to, into some degree, bring some light to it, and it's chewed up and spit out yeah and then he comes back still trying to bring some light to it but in gotham's way of violence see i don't i don't maybe i mean it would be it would be an an interesting uh portrayal of the joker more of like that classic joker feel yeah because we 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 only know um like the joker the killing joker like that's what we know of the joker but from what we like the animated series or other jokers He's that guy. It's there's dynamic where he's laughing, and then I don't know where he, he shoots someone in <laughs> accident, yeah. right? Or someone dies, or someone falls in a vat of acid, yeah. or something like that. It's like that that that, um, that amalgam comic where he was working with the Red Skull, and then he finds out that the Red Skull's a Nazi. Yeah, and he says, he's yeah, like, yeah, like, like, oh, I'm not like I might be a bad guy, but at least I'm an American. Yeah, right? Yeah, and it's like what? Like you just gassed the whole like audience of people with smiles, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see the, this, the deleted scenes Joker, maybe to that extent, rather than it, because it would be a little bit different okay. than the, the philosophical Joker that we've seen a lot lately. All right, so have it be more of like that classic comic to animated series Joker, where he is evil, you can straight up tell, but yeah. he's he, he can't give up an opportunity to have a laugh. Yeah, have a good time, like, yeah. like especially when it comes to... Uh, like I could, I, I don't know, I don't know what scene. I think it was the in, Injustice movie or a scene I saw. But uh, he sees Batman, I see Superman, and Superman's like getting super mad. I think. Superman. Uh, Superman. Super <laughs> and then uh, he's like, he's laughing, and he's like, one bad day, and he starts like giggling to himself. And I could totally see this in like the Batman where. Like uh, something happens to some the, like uh, Batman's closest friend or something like that, and they, Harvey they Dent. right Harvey Dent or anyone for it. Yeah. Uh, he uh, becomes essentially evil, and then he's just laughing in the corner because he's he's right. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw a little bit of that in uh, the Dark Knight mm-hmm. where he's interrogating him, or he's being the shit out of him. He's just <laughs> laughing. He's just laughing. Yeah. Yeah, but I would I I, I get which is I would like to see him in like the outside world interact like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're like just shiv someone like, oh, excuse me, don't mind me, and he's like, and he takes, <laughs> yeah. he's walking to the crowd, excuse me, just yeah, yeah, right, just and it's it's uh, it's kind of like you want to laugh, but uh, you know it's wrong, it's wrong <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's that dark humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, speaking of Harvey Dent's, they cast Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about uh, this. The dude from Supernatural. Yeah. Misha, Misha Collins. Misha Collins. Misha Collins. He's yeah. playing Harvey Dent in the Gotham Knights. Yeah. And on he, HBO or CW? I, I think it's on... It has to be HBO, CW? right? CW? Or CW? Because it feels like that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't make sense for it to be on either. I, I hope it's HBO do. Max, though. I hope it's on HBO just because HBO feels like it has a higher... Production. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, where is this on uh, CW? Oh no. CW, Michigan Collins, ICW return, yeah. So it's gonna be on the scene. Okay. I wonder if they're gonna do like have him be Harvey Dent mm-hmm. rather than have him be too hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. But see, yeah, no, I could see that. I I could see them leaning into Dent more. Yeah. And kind of like an option. Because I'm not gonna lie, Misha Collins pretty pretty dude. Yeah. You know, so why are you gonna <laughs> fuck up his face with the makeup? <laughs> yeah, and he's a he's a pretty good looking like, dude. looking dude, yeah. but also he he goes into his roles wholeheartedly. So the goth, I was reading on the article that the Gotham Knights is supposed to take place after Batman dies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the dynamic of well, the classic dynamic that we all know, and I I feel like which is my favorite dynamic uh, between Harvey Dent and Bruce Wayne is that they were old time pals. Yeah. So that's not going to be part of this anymore because one is going to be dead and the other <laughs> still going to be alive. <laughs> right, yeah. it's uh, It has to be that point where this guy takes like a mentorship role, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we know where it's going, but he's trying to help. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I Did he come back after Gotham Knights? Is it just a ruse that Bruce comes back? I don't, I'm not familiar with Gotham um, Knights. I mean... When, when, yeah, when is it ever a, a character in comics that dead stays dead? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Col- uh, Gotham Knights, it's an interesting because you have Batwing. Uh, Bat- well, they're not going to do Batwing because they said there's going to be Batgirl, Batgirl. Uh, Red Hood, Jason, Rachel, Jason, Jason Todd. Is it Damien? And Damien. And there has to be one more, right? Because I think Tim Drake. Four. Tim Drake? Yeah. Is it? Tim, uh, that's all I'm. But he's he's. Oh, the, it's a. Uh, this this one was weird about it. It's the the female Robin from. Dark oh Night. yeah, Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly, yeah. Who they also they cast this um the black chick. I don't know her name, but I saw that who they cast. And mm-hmm. as long as they give her the red hair, I'm all for it. Red hair and glasses. Yeah, I'm the glasses for, for me. Yeah, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, love that. Yeah. I like I like Carrie Car- Carrie Kelly's uh, Robin, uh-huh. uh, because. Obviously, The Dark Knight is one of my favorite uh, graphic novels of all time. But the look was so iconic for that point. Yeah. You know, Robin with the, the red looked like a mullet and uh, <laughs> and the glasses. Yeah. So as long as they give... You don't have to have like the whole you know type of hairdo. But oh, as long that? as she has like some red hair. Yeah. Or even like a wig to like this, this uh, distinguish herself yeah. with the glasses. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Cause I, I just imagine the panel where they're jumping off and then yeah. she's like, the hair's flowing in the end and then yeah. she has her, gla- yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm all bored. I'm all yeah, bored. I'm all for it. Like it does see, that's the thing. It doesn't matter like what ethnicity you cast the actor for as long as it's true to the character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, these characters are characters uh-huh. and uh, whoever can enunciate or underline that how they are in the comics then that's why not yeah yeah but because Gordon 
I mean, Gordon, it doesn't really... Oh, Jeffrey Wright? Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Wright. It was awesome. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It was fantastic. But, but we also really didn't see J.K. Simmons as Gordon. We saw him a little bit. Yeah, so. that's that's fair. We didn't get it. Did they not? I feel like there was scenes with him. Was there a Well, lot, it was lot only of, like, a, like, like a couple of fucking uh, <laughs> rooftop scenes. <laughs> I feel like, wasn't there one in the GCPD? In the, in the, uh, the Snyder cut? Yeah, not the Snyder cut, the, the oh, traditional the, cut. Because I remember them taking a perp. Look at me. Yeah, but it's not like a uh, whole, interacting like, with yeah. someone. Uh, it's not like a whole, you know, like a Dark Knight, Dark Knight esque movie where Batman and fucking Jim Gordon are off doing their own thing. Yeah, and we get equal screen screens. <laughs> like I worked out, but you know they don't see his muscles anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. Look at the trench coat the whole fucking time. <laughs> but uh, Harvey Dent, it's awesome. Yeah. Right? Would you like to? I would like to see Harvey Dent be in the movie though. Because, like, I feel like he still is one of the characters of Batman villains who needs a better representation. How do you make him better than what we saw in the Nolan for? Because there's another character well, you that actually, show up. Yeah, you actually, like... Have him give lawyer. Him, yeah, have him, <laughs> Well, no, you give him his honest due. Because, like, in, in the Nolan verse, it kind of seemed like he was secondary until they needed that second villain mm. towards the end. Right. Rachel! Yeah. <laughs> have him be, you know, Batman's childhood friend mm-hmm. you know it, and it lends itself because like they're both young you know this playboy you know 20 something year old mil- billionaire and this young hot new assistant ag to the city right and right. They're, they're just happen to be friends so like have that dynamic and don't even make them the, uh, two-face make them the two-face like two movies down the line <laughs> establish the character because like the characters right. is interesting enough before he becomes two-face so that it warrants him to be at least, at the very least, a secondary character, mm-hmm. not a secondary character, and then the secondary villain within the same movie. Right, right. So, how do you think uh, this Two Faces approach is going to be? Because in the Nolan one, you kind of already see hints even before, mm-hmm. like how he acts or how he sees himself. It's kind of very egomaniacal. Yeah. So, how do you see Misha Collins being a that different from his Two Face? Mm. You see him being like more just a lawyer. Or? I feel like because it's going to be well, see that. See, I'm hoping that they don't use him as Two Face, mm-hmm. as only they use him as Harvey Dent to help you know clean up the city from the 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 light, you know, right. essentially. Right. So I would hope that they they may they maintain a Harvey Dent character, like honest to what he is, a lawyer. I don't know if they're gonna be if they're gonna make up friends with Batman or you know Batman Dent. But <laughs> I'll be friends to their kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like just to that, you know, right? Have him be the the lawyer everybody needs him to be. Mm. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see more of, like you said, I I, I, I want to see less of Two-Face. I don't know why. Like, I, Two-Face feels like it's already, he, they write themselves in a corner. Yeah. And he's already a villain, and that's the end with it. You Essentially, that's that's who he is. Other than them making Two-Face that, uh, I don't know if they did it in Nolan, I don't quite remember. But that, that kind of schizo relationship, like no. it was in the well, comics, where when... he, like, talks to himself. No. No? Okay, no. yeah, so you know where he's like... He's trying, you know, the side of Harvey is is breaching in, but, you know, Two-Face is going, pushing back, and there's that dynamic, and then they have the coin. Yeah. So I'd like to see that where he's arguing with himself. And there is scenes in, in Supernatural where Misha Collins does have those moments where, where he's, he's arguing, arguing with himself. himself. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but assuming they go with the Harvey yes, yes, Yeah, hope which I hope they don't, but even then, down the line. Yeah. Like further down the line. Yeah, but see, that's the thing where... They didn't really give an opportunity for the the Two Face in the Nolan verse to be Two Face. Yeah. Because it was all within its own movie, and 
they needed to wrap that character up by the end of it. Yeah, he doesn't come back as a major player anymore, right? Because obviously, no, he, he, well, he died. But oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he's only a major player in a sense that because he died, they were able to pass the law to lock up a whole bunch of like low, low level uh, mobsters. Oh, so he's he was, they fridged him. Yeah, <laughs> they just used them to the, push the plot. The Dent Act. What's oh, the Dent Act yeah. to like honor him. Yeah, to honor right? him, even though he was a horrible lie. <laughs> just like Gotham yeah. but I, I would lo- I would love to see a, a more honest representation of like that schizo Two-Face where he is talking to himself he is like flipping the coin constantly yeah. he is doing all that shit that's the deal breaker right yeah. like they don't know so the coin is the one that <laughs> breaks the deal yeah yeah um, how cool would it be where if uh, they have it in the Batman just another segue into that they have it where he does the coin and uh, he's, he has an opportunity to kill the Batman but the coin says no and he's like dang it and then he has to walk <laughs> away and it's like what? what? yeah um, he, he doesn't do that in the Nolanverse right? he, he does something like that in the Nolanverse at the end where they're all um, in the place where Rachel Dawes burned to a crisp he, <laughs> he's flipping the coin because he wants to kill uh, Commissioner Gordon's son Right. But Batman's like, no, point it at who's really responsible. So it's them three. And he points the gun at, at um, Batman, flips it, and he sees. But I don't think they show us exactly what what the was either heads or tails. Uh-huh. But he ends up shooting Batman. Oh, I see. So I, I feel like maybe they he landed on heads, but it's he was still filled with this rage where he shot him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So you know, could be. Uh, moving on. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Miss Marvel trailer? Miss Marvel trailer. So I'm very, very... um, My knowledge about the multicultural vendors is very (laughs) limited. That's what they're called, yeah. I mean, that's what I call them. No, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Come on. Yeah. So Miss Marvel, I know she's like a a Saudi Arabian chick or something. Uh, Pakistani. Pakistani. Some Middle Eastern. Eastern. (laughs) She's from some Middle Eastern country. Yeah. She's like the big fan of Captain Marvel, right? Like with Hawkgirl. No. <laughs> Hawk? No. What the fuck? I think she was just called Hawkeye. I know Hawk- what you're talking Hawkeye. about. Right? Hawkeye? I yeah, think... but is it going to be Hawk Girl now? No, it's just Hawkeye. Hawkeye? It's a mantle. Hawkeye. Yeah, it's okay. like, yeah. So it's like the cow of man. Well, no, because the cow pass was, right. was not passed on, but, you know, there's Batgirl, Batwoman. Oh, that's fair. Bat well, Lee. DC is more, you know, <laughs> more, more segregation. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, I am a little bit familiar with Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. So Miss Marvel, uh, she's, like you said, she's a fan of Captain Marvel. And I don't remember the event, but there's an event where uh, there's the Terrigen Crystals mm-hmm. uh, break in San Francisco. And Terrigen Crystals are essentially what makes Inhumans. Mm-hmm. So the difference between Inhumans and mutants is that mutants are born with a genetic, uh, you know, power. Yeah, this is what they talk about in Angels of Shield. Exactly. Oh, Terrigen ex- Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, why is that not canon? But it should be <laughs> right. And uh, so the Terrigen Crystals essentially mutate her to become to become a Miss Miss, Yeah, Miss Marvel. But uh, her her powers in the comics are more like reed richards where she she's a polymorph so she can change her, uh, her, she can her yeah she can stretch she can change her clothes you know she can change the makeup of her, uh, her biology mm-hmm. right but in uh in this one it's uh like she has kind of green lantern-esque powers, powers? yeah because that's why i've seen it can uh, yeah in the trailer when, cause when does the show come out miss marvel i think it's this year isn't it yeah sometime this year but towards the end because yeah, moon knight uh, premiered already right did it really? I think so. No, it did not. Miss Marvel. Let's see. 
Miss Marvel released 2022, June 8th. June, right. I'm so, hearing, like, there are people already talking shit about um, <laughs> the first episode of Are you sure it's not Jared Leto? No. Because I heard Mor- Morbius is a... Uh, Terrible? Yeah. March 30th. First episode, so when is that? Oh, four, four days from now. Oh, so it's the, the reviewers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay, so it's almost about to... Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, premiere. There right. you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, her, her comic is uh, less about, you know, those, uh, those uh, global issues when it comes to fighting aliens and stuff like that. It's more about, like, this immigrant chick trying to copy who she deems as these, like, heroes, even mm-hmm. though they don't look like... So she... The, by the sense of the, the character and the sense of the trailer is that she's, what, 14, 15 mm-hmm. at most? Mm-hmm. She's so, a fangirl. Yeah, she's uh, a fan almost, straight up. Yeah. Just like um, uh, Carol. A Barry Bat... No, no, not Barry. Uh, Billy Batson's Billy friend who had, like, a, a bullet from Superman. Yeah. Like, this thing, like, like that. that yeah, was okay, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, do you have any interest in this? Uh yeah. Actually, I'm not too convinced with the footage uh-huh. right now because I don't know. The trailer feels a little, uh, a little lower budget than I thought it would. I don't know if that makes sense, <laughs> right? Because it feels like because the the Marvel TV shows have a certain feel to them, right? Like yeah. uh, Hawkeye, you have a certain like cinematic feel to it. But this feels like it's a lower like a lower TV tier. TV not show, on like it. A broad a broadband, not broadband. Broadcast. Like, yeah, it feels like a broadcast show. It's on ABC. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or like Hulu or like, it's not even on. Yeah. yeah. It feels a little low budget for me. Well, I mean, not every fucking production could spend half a billion dollars. <laughs> That's why uh, they got to they gotta keep the churros cheap at, uh, <laughs> at Disneyland, man. That's Imagine fair. if they invest like another 300 million in this show and it flops how they, much are the churros going to be they reuse the same ones they just leave them in the little That's box true. they staple them together they, they, staple them right. they, they put like, like heat you know, they, wrap it, they wrap it in water and uh, a, what was it paper towel and yeah. put it in the microwave so it's a little fresher <laughs> they dip them in the center of the earth <laughs> to, for freshness <laughs> um, but yeah I, I agree with you it does feel like it is a little more lowbrow yeah, I guess you say not maybe no, low, low, budget. low budget, low budget, low <laughs> budget. Just sense, um, but you also have to consider like how many of these shows are like pumping them out. Yeah, yeah. See, I I feel there are going to be a lot of shows because we have what Obi Wan, Moon Knight, uh, down the line, uh, Miss Marvel, Miss and Marvel. then uh, isn't there another TV show probably down the line? Mandalorian but, uh, season three. Mandalorian season three, but it's uh, I hate it. But the offset is the less episode. Yeah. Like this is probably gonna be Moon Knight. I know is I think six episodes, which is standard, right? Is what what they're right, using six, six, or, six, or, six or, to eight. Yeah, six to eight. Yeah. So it's uh, they can pump out a lot, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, it's gonna be a low episode just to. Which I I, I don't feel it's the bad thing. I I don't I like the low episode count just because when it's a low episode count I feel like it's uh, just kind of grabbing. Right, just to get the, the plot out there, get the money out there. Oh, we're making another Captain yeah. America with Sam. Okay, get it out. We're making another Hawkeye. Okay, get it out. Like, it feels like it's uh, it's uh, it's very temporary. Because when it's a full-fed, like, 12 episodes, you're there to learn about the character, you know, learn to garner a relationship. But this is more of just... But maybe quick. maybe that's how they're making these stories. Maybe they, mm-hmm. they intend these stories to essentially be a quick, you know, filler in between movies as the story progresses mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've not sold it because no. it's it's like with Hawkeye, right? Yeah. We finally see Hawkeye. He's not getting a movie, so he gets a TV show, but we don't really see much of it holding on and developing him more than who he is. So well, I feel like it was or like a... Book of Boba Fett, right? Well, it, it's... Book of Boba Fett. That's its own. <laughs> it's that's a name. Well, it's a named character, and they don't. They did just there for the like the fan service and the nostalgia. Yeah. And they they develop him to a degree, but then like, out of nowhere becomes Mandalorian two point three, two point five. Yeah. And then. That's when it picks up. Yeah. It gets interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I guess you could say, but also, man, it's six episodes, 40 minutes each. That's way more than any movie you could Depending. Like, it's memory. Yeah, some of true. them some are like, like 35. 19 minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's like, what's with the runtime? I would like, I would be fine with the, the, the episode count. If the run times were consistent. Okay, yeah, that makes you know, like more 45, sense. Like 45, 45, something like that, so that there's a time to make an arc of it. Yeah. Um, let's move on. <laughs> what'd you, well, so what did you think of Miss Marvel? Did you say it? It just, it just doesn't Other feel like it's something... Budget. It's low budget, stuff like that, but everything you're 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 saying, I'm, I'll echo, but it's just something that the character in the first place, like the original Captain Marvel, isn't one that I'm all that too interested in, just because it's not really interesting. Yeah, and we don't have enough to get on with that no, either. Because there's only in, been one movie in like 20 minutes in, in two movies. Exactly. In, in one movie, actually. Exactly. In the comic, it's been... It's not just Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's been active for a good amount of years. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's not just Captain Marvel, but it's also Iron Man and, and Captain America, right? That's yeah. who the characters Kamala likes and elevates to like idol status. Yeah. But it's been years, but this is like just one movie. <laughs> it's a change. Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's the thing. It doesn't. It, it doesn't really call for my attention. So yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, that's this Go is gonna Kamala. be yeah. <laughs> so I'm more interested in watching it to find more, find out more about the character. Yeah. Like what this character is about. What's where and then where are they gonna fit her into like the greater schemes? Yeah. Like um, we all know that there it's gonna be the multiverse of madness type of thing situation going on. So whatever happens in that movie that comes out later this year, it, the repri- the repercussions mm-hmm. they're going to reverberate throughout the entire story that they're that they're constructing. So where does she where is she going to fall in line? Where is Hawkeye going to fall in line? Where is Sam going to fall in line? Where is you know? So that's why I'm more interested in that aspect yeah. of things. I hope they don't do that personally. <laughs> so, well, just because the the whole uh, with Marvel, you don't have to be do homework. Right, you don't have to do stuff after the fact of the movie. Like, okay, well, now, well, eh, yeah, you don't, right? Kind, I mean, Agents of Shield, just the major, every, like, obviously, you have to watch every Avenger movie. Well, that's because <laughs> that's true. It's it's, it's like the movies, though. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm like, say, remember when Agents of Shield came out and like the first season was a. Kind of like you, there was stuff that happened in the TV show. Yeah, the first point. few seasons were direct right. uh, response to what was happening in the in the TV in the movies. Yeah, and then it hit its stride when it didn't do that. When it, you didn't have to watch the movies to watch Apes of Shield. I kind of want. I kind of liked it if they um they stick with that path though. Yeah, because like at, at some point it becomes like their it's their own convoluted adventure. <laughs> like wait. You were cleaning up Thor's mess. Like, See, just a few I, I, ago. I like it like that when it's the the outcome, yeah. not something that's intertwined with the narrative. But yeah. I feel like Miss Marvel or She Hulk, even if they do start oh, becoming, yeah, that's also coming down, down right? the pipe. 
And if that becomes intertwined with the narrative, then it's kind of like, oh, you have to, like Star Wars, you have to read the comics to understand what's on, or you have to watch the animated series with Obi Wan's on. Yeah. Like I don't like that feeling where. But do you? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you know the bald dude? Do you know his background? The Inquisitors. Yeah, the Inquisitors. Do you know what he's? But there? do I need to know? Do yeah, I? yeah. Do I dude, want it's, to? It's, know? No, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the right questions right there. Yeah. See, it's a six episode count, so it's like, hey, uh, they're in the animated TV if you want to know more, or they're in the video game if you want to. Know more. And I don't like that, that cross pollination. The continuity. Yeah, not continuity. Too much continuity. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> too much. Too much continuity. Too much to do. I have to listen to the music. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I get, see where I get you're, what you're saying. Yeah, right. I get what you're saying. But to me, it's more of like these are characters, especially since they're they're borrowing or they're um, transverting, transcoding. Mm-hmm. I guess you would say. You could say <laughs> characters of today mm-hmm. instead of like characters that have already been set. Mm-hmm. in the past like um they did captain america they did steve rogers as captain america they mm-hmm. did tony stark as iron man and now they're doing into like the whole diversity they're diversify it up mm-hmm. aspect of things <laughs> yeah which is you know, are you know that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but as long as the characters are well formed enough then i'm gonna be on board. Yeah. so that's why that's also why I'm, I'm i'm interested in watching it's like is this character going to be worth the time in the future in the future yeah. So if it's not now, then I don't have to worry about watching it again <laughs> in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the Defenders. Like, the Defenders are never going to be in the greater Marvel-verse because they're all well-contained with have any superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke Cage... I mean, okay, yeah, he could punch somebody really hard. And it's Jessica Jones could punch someone too, <laughs> and like bang you. But uh, yeah. and then uh, like blind dude or somebody. Yeah, they're 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 well contained within their own verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I mean the TV shows are like kind of well contained to some degree. Because it feels like they're ramping up for the Young Avengers, right? Yeah, the okay. Young Avengers or New Avengers mm-hmm. or to some degree, which I don't know really it's how the difference. it works. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so we got some casting news. Mike uh, Christopher Lloyd joins Mandalorian season three. Oh God, why? Exactly. Right, I, I love him. Yeah, without, I do too. without a doubt. But he's like eighty four. Yeah, he's old. Yeah, it's like uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Like I mean, at, at the very least, you got the benefit that his character just sits down. Yeah, right. But he, that's probably why he only sits down. <laughs> that's probably why he said yes. Yeah, he's like, no, I always have to sit down most of the time. I can't. Well, I, I heard an interesting theory that uh, mm. Sylvie from Loki, mm-hmm. she's the one who starts the Illuminati. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd right. be interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm losing my train of thought now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to uh, see Christopher why. Lloyd. Why did you drop that? Now back, that's what I'm thinking. Back about. to Christopher Lloyd. And Christopher Mandalorian. Lloyd, right? Who do you think he'll play? Uh, someone sitting down. Yeah, probably. <laughs> someone that is stationary the majority of the time. I I don't know. Um, so we, yeah, we know. let's let all right. Let's let's look at what we know mm-hmm. so far. So he got disbanded from the Mandalorian because he took his his helmet off. Yeah, we saw that in Boba Fett. Yeah, we know that he the only way to be able to, for him to redeem himself is to bathe in the waters of <laughs> Mandalore or some shit, you know, the <laughs> right. caves or whatever. But the planet's been destroyed. Yeah. So we know that Mandalorian season three, to some extent, is going to be 
um, he's going to go off and find the planet, try to find the planet. And then we also know from season two is that whoever holds the dark saber gets to rule the planet, essentially. Right, right. And the, the one chick wants the sword, but right. the only way for her, for, for the sword to accept her is that she needs to be or best the, the current holder. Yeah. So we know all that's laid down. Yeah. All of that that groundwork has been laid. <laughs> it's there. So when when season three finally comes out and we're like, what's happening? Because <laughs> just listen to the show and you'll be reminded. Exactly. Um, so what I'm thinking is how come? How about if they made him the the Mandalorian who made the dark side? You know, I was just gonna say that you're yeah. in my mind. Yeah, I was thinking, why won't he beat that right? Yeah. That Jedi Mandalorian character. Because yeah. it makes sense with Grogu there, and then mm -hmm. he's like the man that, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I don't know. I was gonna say if it's a little stereotypical for him to be because of his age, he'll be yeah. in the mentorship role, <laughs> which is a little typecast. It's like, okay, you have to be in some sort of like you're, you're telling someone what to do or, or, or teaching someone, yeah, this older Mandalorian, yeah, because he, he was a Jedi Mandalorian, yeah, and uh, we don't know really what happened to him after. Mm. But that would make sense. You'd go to him to like you know learn more about it. Yeah. Do you okay? So I have a question. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's gonna go back to Mandalore and like try to rejoin Death Watch again or the Children of the Watch? I mean, and bathe it, in the waters. It kind of it kind of <laughs> made it seem like that was his. He was content with that being his sole identity, being part of the Mandalore. Mm -hmm. So now when he. Um, when he was like rejected or cast out, he kind of got the feeling that he wants to be part of that. He wants to continue part of that. So when he, when they, um, when the the armor laid out the, the the only way of redemption for him, he was like, "Oh shit, what am I gonna have to do?" Right. And I get the feeling that he's going to whatever he's going to try to do is try to uh, rejoin. Ah, oh, see, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I just really? probably, so you would, probably will. you would you would rather him be like a Boba Fett where he flies by his own, uh, he's a lone wolf type of thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then they got Grogu. Yeah, just have Grogu. Where do you want to go? Learn more about the dark saber. You have Christopher Lloyd waiting for you or something like. But I like him to be well, he, more. He of his already own said character. that. The, he already said that Grogu's a foundling. Yeah, so he's a Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. See, I, it, the, all <laughs> roads are leading to him going back to the status quo. Yeah. Right, and which I I don't really want him to do that. I just want him to just explore and uh, find new goals. But okay, so would it be status quo because? Since he does technically hold the, the dark saber, doesn't that make him king of all the Mandalore? The king of all the right? Yeah, pretty so much. So wouldn't it be his new status? Not if he rejoins the children of the watch, or if he reforms or rejoins or whatever. Well, see, he then he doesn't need the water, They're like no, because he's not he's technically not a Mandalorian anymore. No, he, he has to be a Mandalorian to be able to rule. Mandalorian. Well, he's not a Mandalorian in their eyes, yeah. but for like Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians, they take off their helmets at willy nilly. Well, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, that's those true, are the, that's a different faction, right? Well, the, they're a different faction. Yeah, uh, the the children of the watcher, like the the, the ISIS, super extremists. <laughs> they're they're the extremists the who have fundamentalists, child, right? Yeah, the the foundlings are essentially child soldiers, right? Yeah. So uh, if he went to Mandalore to become king of Mandalore, that would, I would like that more than him, you know, rejoining the children of the watch and then I guess following what they. Plus, I just want him to take off the helmet. Following the way. Plus, I want. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about him removing his helmet willy-nilly. Yeah, well, not 
as much, but you know, <laughs> just like, hey, there's a there's a face there. <laughs> more, it's better left off to the. Old how about then? How I have a question for the. How about his plot armor, his literal plot armor? How do you feel? About uh, it? He's been like impervious to every attack. I mean, but that's part of the the the. Yeah, I, I, I I know it's like the lore and stuff, but. You know, from like a creative narrative point of view, do you see something in them leaning on it again? Well, no, well, you say he's impervious to attacks, and uh-huh. to some extent, yeah, that's true. But yeah. you look at the his fighting; he was still getting his ass beat, yeah, and right. So it yeah. didn't really matter if he had Mandalorian armor or not. Yeah, see, the only time it actually did matter is with the, what's it, the train robbery episode, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, he thought he had the, the armor, and then, like, he got his arm, his ass beat even more. Yeah. But for this one, it just feels, uh, I don't know, it just removes a lot of urgency to, like, yeah. other than just being like, oh, pretty lights and explosions. Because, you know, nothing's going to happen to him in or some sense. Yeah, right. I, I get what you're and saying. Do you remember the scene in the Boba Fett where they're like kind of in the middle of the courtyard and everyone's just kind of shooting at them? And then yeah. there's just this just five minute. Off, yeah, right. and there's five minute scene. They're like, oh, what do we do? While well, we're getting like, like the big shot. ass fucking um, the metal, um, metal mm-hmm. gear solid <laughs> with the ball. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But also, like, you look at the in the season two where he fights the 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 mayor of that one town where where she where he got the saber, the the best car saber. Mm-hmm. Like that's something where you needed the the the, the best car armor. Yeah, or even the spear. The spear. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. The, oh, the spear. The saber spear. What the, wait, which part is this? I'm so confused. In the second, in the second, um, the second season after he finds Asako, mm-hmm. and then he fights. She fights the 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 oh the other the one with the spear the bad the bad lady right and she gives her her him the the best car armor but they, at first like it was it was the Mandalorian who was like. Hey, look, this is check out what I have. So it makes your armor impervious. Like, I could pierce it easily. Oh, right, right. So, like, she melted yeah. it down. Yeah, so yeah. it laid down the that maybe there's stuff out there where the, the, the armor will be 100%. Yeah. And even even with the, the, the Darksaber, he was able to stop it with his best car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it stopped with hanging lightsaber, yeah. really, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which begs to, quest, to the question, how come all the other Mandalorians got killed? <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like they got nuked from orbit. Yeah, but they got Beskar. <laughs> well, it's in the TV show. There's a there's a weapon called, yeah, like, it's a microwave weapon. Fuck I'm saying. Put it in the TV, in the live action TV show. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about Halo. Oh, I don't know. Oh. All right, so the, the the TV show debuted already. The Paramount yeah. Plus. Um, yes. Do you know if it's ep- episodic or did they dump it? I think it's episodic. Fuck. I think Netflix is the only one that dumps. Only has the balls. To yeah. dump it. <laughs> they have the money. They have the talent. Do they have the money? Oh, they're incredible debt. Yeah, like, we don't know how much debt. <laughs> they just keep going. Right. Um, <laughs> so there has been this backlash, hmm. as you know, nerds are to get. <laughs> Uh, where throughout the whole game series, throughout the whole 20-year series of uh, Ma- uh, Halo, Master Chief never takes off his helmet. Yeah. But in this one, at the end of the episode, the first episode, he takes off his helmet and then just goes with that throughout the rest of the episode. And fans are... Yeah. Where do you sit on this? <laughs> uh, I'm fine for it. I'm for it. Well... On one side, I understand where they're coming from. Do you? Uh, to a degree. Right? Yeah. It, it, to a degree, <laughs> <chill. Like, laughs> If you ask me three times, I'll switch my set. But do you? <laughs> okay, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it's something that 
they expect it to be a cut and paste from the game. And yeah. I don't think that can be narratively feasible in the TV show. That's true. Because like, if, if they want to cut and paste um, from the game to the TV show, what's the point of hiring an actor to portray Master Chief, right? Because exactly. couldn't they just CGI the whole thing like they did Spider-Man? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but they could just VO someone. VO, yeah. Right? You just hire some dude off the street, some intern or something, and some tall intern, and then have uh, an, uh, James Earl Jones uh, yeah. voice. Something the like epic uh, epic voice guy. Right? Epic trailer voice guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's a weird disconnect because, uh, yes, you want to have your game like uh showcased correctly right you don't want to have a moments in the lore that that's overstepped like i don't know where this happens it's not supposed to happen but it's they're two different mediums and not a lot of things can translate smoothly yeah and i i feel like for those of the for the fan base that wants to have everything stick to how it how it is in one medium Mm -hmm. don't really understand how you know movies and tvs like Mm -hmm. storytelling yeah because like you look at the video games and yeah that's a storytelling medium but it's a completely different way of telling a story than let's say a tv or yeah because in the video game it's interactive you're the one progressing the story forward yeah but in the in the tv show in the movies the story is moving along regardless if you're there or not (laughs) to watch it you know they don't need you there yeah yeah so and then especially like reading the article and then and the um the CEO of uh, Microsoft was like, this is always planned out to be from the beginning a different take of on Halo. We're, you know, making it cut and paste from the, the video game to the TV show, it's going to feel a little boring. Yeah. And I'm sure if they did the cut and paste, there's going to be a whole fucking subset of fans who are going to get pissed off because they just cut and paste. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird with fandoms, right? There's always someone who's not happy. Yeah. It's always someone who's just, yeah, it should be exactly like this. Like, Cortana has, doesn't have big boobs or something like that or something yeah. trivial. So, uh, let me ask you this. In Mandalorian, he does keep it. Back to Star Wars. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does keep it. Does... all roads lead to <laughs> back to Star Wars. <laughs> but he does keep his helmet in the majority on that one. What makes Master Chief different than uh, that? Because, you know, when did he take it off? In the first season, he takes mm-hmm. it off at the end. And then, um, and then they quickly put it back. Like, oh, hide your face. Yeah, okay, but is is Master Chief the whole um, mythology around sur- surrounding him? Is it that he never takes off his mask, mm. his helmet? Is that like set in stone? Because in the mm. Mandalorian, it is. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. It is set in stone in the context of the game. It was, right? yeah. but is it yeah. said? Is it written in the lore? Is, like is in, it, in yeah, stone, like in the side of <laughs> like never take this off. This is the way, you know that type of shit. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, no, not really. We do see him in instances, like in like a legendary ending, where but the camera always pans away. Yeah. Or there's a way. There's a part where uh, he takes off his helmet, but you just see his eyes. Right? There's like an ongoing motif that he never, for the most you part, you never see his face. And then you never see his face, and that's been ingrained in the you know the background of the lore. Same with like how, uh, the, who's the one who directed Terminator? <laughs> James Cameron. Uh, James Cameron likes the color blue. Yeah. Right? It's something like there's not very reason why. It's just how it is. See, but okay, so mm-hmm. just because like in the 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 moments you've mentioned where they allude to him remo- when he what yeah yeah allude yeah allude when, like whenever he, he removes his helmet yeah is that something that 
it's because of the developer's choice, mm-hmm. you know, the laziness of developing another face. <laughs> yeah, that's, or is it because, like, like in the Mandalorian, where it's sandstone, it's part of the bylaws. It's, it's part of like the lore of it all. Yeah, yeah, it's something that I, I don't know about the the, the the face, but I feel like it's just something that uh, they always went with. Like mm-hmm. that was the theme of it all. Was this the character who you don't really see the face of, where you can see yourself in? Same with the Mandalorian, you don't really see yourself until he took off the helmet. Then you realize, oh, there's somebody. He, there's there. a character. Yeah, right? he's a different kind of person. Uh, probably the mailman. <laughs> um, but okay, so but yeah, you're right. There isn't there, an etched yeah. stone like Spartans are not supposed to take <laughs> off their helmet. Right? Never remove. Like the never. We never see your face because. In, in uh, another show, there are other Spartans who do take off their right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of Master Chief's thing. Um, he does it. That's, so it's that's just, okay, so it's... And, and it was already established, right, that the, the TV show was in a completely different timeline yeah. than the video game. You know what they call it? The third timeline? Like, something like something, that, no, uh, something uh, ridiculous. The, like the Kelvinverse? Yeah, the AB version of whatever. <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, it, it kind of already knowing how the, the the TV show was planned, knowing that it takes place in a different, essentially a different universe. Mm. I mean, it, yeah, it's a hundred percent plausible that he would take off his helm, his hel- his mask, his mm-hmm. helmet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, or why even make a Master Chief? Maybe the suit is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it doesn't like they're they're already giving you so much. Yeah. Because like you look at the suit and it looks almost exactly identical. Yeah, it looks good too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks good. I mean, from the trailer, I haven't seen the episode, but from yeah. the trailer, like just even the combat. I mean, he gets shot. There's like the shield, and like, oh, hey, there's the shield. Yeah. Combat, yeah. So they're already giving you so much that whatever you know, be it as major or as minor of an of a change from what you're comfortable in, mm-hmm. it's gonna send anybody into a. Uh, a, a tizzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's uh, the equivalent of their tizzy to you? Like, or something that in a in a, like a, a video game character that you want to be like it's almost exactly like the like Kratos or oh, or any see, of those Kratos would be an easy or not one. comics or um, a video game. No, like yeah, from different mediums. So, but, all right. So let, let's say they make a Kratos uh, God of War TV show, mm-hmm. oh. and they make Kratos. They don't give him the white skin. Mm. Or they give him the white skin, but not for the exact same thing mm. as, as as why he has the white skin. Right. They the beard is gone. You know, oh, no. stuff like that. It's just it's stuff like that. You know, the the thick, growly voice that he has. Right. They they alter it somehow. Yeah. It's just stuff that where it may not be written in stone for whatever reason, but it's so ingrained to what the character is mm-hmm. that even changing it will completely. Um, destroy what the essence of that character so as long as that there is a, a narrative significance to their outlook because mm-hmm. in case you don't know he has white skin because those are the ashes of his first family, uh, of his first family right oh, and boy. it was forced on them. <laughs> 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 and then his beard obviously it's uh, it's time right? yeah, it's time, time has passed and stuff like that so uh, with Master Chief taking off his helmet you don't think there's any narrative significance to that or any like that's just kind of a, a well, thing no. for the game yeah, I feel like that was just the thing for the game, and, and the more I think about it, laziness on the developer side, <laughs> not wanting to create a, a render a new face, you know? That's, that's fair. I, mean, like, I don't know personally, but yeah, I could definitely see that's that's the reason why they, they, they didn't want every other Marine to look like, you know, Master Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's end on this, because we're already at past two hours. Oh, okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or... Oh, we talked about it. Oh. Nova? Uh, 
No, oh no, dang it! But I saw Obi Wan the cut mall scene. Oh, they they um. How do you feel about that? Or is that a, a, a quick? No, well, for Obi Wan, I I <laughs> like Dark Maul. Yeah. The look and the character and stuff like that. But to me, when he died, he died. Mm-hmm. You cut and him in half. Yeah, they cut him in half yeah, in, after in the yeah. first one, and that's it. Yeah. But then they decided that he was an interesting enough character, and they brought him back. But then Obi Obi Wan kills him. Yeah. In the animated. In the stuff. animated, yeah. and, but that one is definitive. Yeah. So to me, it, it it's cool. Even at the end of Solo, when he was like, "Oh, look, it's Darth Mulligan," but it never really had any significance, mm-hmm. like the 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 Darth Maul of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool character. He's a cool character. He's a cool, but he's not very something you want to learn more. No, nah, not necessarily. About, because yeah. to me, the end was at the end of episode one. Yeah. That was it. There's no more of that character. So, uh, <laughs> is Darth Maul kind of like the Boba Fett of the prequel? Because if you think I about guess, it, he yeah. dies, and then they bring him back. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. it was this visually interesting character mm-hmm. that... Well, Boba Fett, he really wasn't supposed to be anything more beyond that. Yeah. But with this one, even even with um in the in the sequels, the uh the golden the silver uh, stormtrooper, what's her name? Oh, Phasma. Phasma, Phasma. Captain Phasma, yeah, who Captain. also this visually interesting character, uh, but goes out like a bitch. Why? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, what's with the and she's. She's probably going to get a TV show. She <laughs> is. Down the she is? I don't know. Is she? Oh, she probably will, dude. Oh, yeah. They're bringing people back like Palpatine. Palpatine. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Darth Maul, it, 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 it's interesting. I love it because it is part of a, a deep part of the Star Wars lore, fantasy of it all. Yeah. The character is visually interesting. And the, the battles between Obi-Wan and um, Darth Maul are legendary. Yeah. Like the, the, That lightsaber's fight it was insane yeah so there is an aspect of me of like hey look it'll be interesting to have him back but i read the article and the way they explain completely makes sense that they're yeah and we're getting like vader and mm-hmm. the grand inquisitor so i was like okay good deal yeah. yeah which is what else do you want <laughs> if you're a fan you want more yeah how many do we know how many seasons of obi-wan are going uh, i think six six seasons it's six episodes oh six oh this one season oh well, i mean if it makes off? money yeah it's just a one-off i mean uh, they can stretch it. I mean, there's time because this is after Revenge. Mm. So there's a there's a good amount of time. Isn't, Thirty doesn't years. It take five years or so after Revenge. Okay, so they have twenty five years yeah. or so to play with. Yeah, because he, he we see Luke and he's already like a child, yeah, yeah, a child yeah. playing around. So he's got to be what six or seven, under ten maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot to play with with that show. But what about you? How do you feel the Darth Maul? Yeah, I'm same, I'm same with him. I'm just going to echo you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maul is a cool character, and I understand the fan and lore and fandom behind it, but just let, it, let him die. Yeah. Just let him die. Have some weight to it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's finish on this for real. Okay. How do you say GIF? Do you say it GIF, like a normal right-thinking American? <laughs> Or do you say GIF? I say uh, as GIF, a, and they will hold me back to the gulag. Dirty commie. <laughs> dirty commie um, as GIF, right? Yeah. So, uh, so the guy who created year. the format, the graphics interchange format, Format. Yeah. GIF, um, died. He passed. Uh, something that 
was invented in the 80s. I didn't yeah. even know that shit. But something that, especially in the past, what, 10 years or so, has given the, the world, especially, like, world revolving around the internet, yeah. endless of hours of entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's defined a generation, yeah. I, I would argue. It's changed comedy, I yeah. guess, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, like, um, you get a, what, a five-second gif? Yeah. And then it's just hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. But uh, pay respects to this man who, regardless on how you want to, you're prone to pronouncing the word GIF or the um, acronym. Yeah. Uh, he said it was always GIF. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, the him. creator. Yeah. You know, uh, Stephen Wilt. Wilt. Wilt is the creator. And he said GIF. No, he said GIF. He said GIF? Yeah. No, he said GIF. No, he said GIF. No, you know what? Well, that's why that's why I'm saying he died because all of us well, right-thinking Americans <laughs> beat him to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying he died of COVID. Which yeah, I mean, yeah. sadness. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it since it's a uh, acronym, graphics, right? So it's inter inter interchange interchange interplanetary format. format. Or, so it's yeah. J is G G I F. Yeah, GIF. GIF. Not GIF, not a peanut. No, butter. he's such a troll. Yeah, I, as the one who made gifts, I I, <laughs> I believe wholeheartedly that he did that knowing, like, to, you know, just to, to set the world everybody. on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, we pay our respects to you. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the, this format. Who that? Honestly, like, would you ever like fifteen years ago? Would you ever think about? No. No. Would you ever have imagined? No. The world <laughs> would change. Like the the internet would divulge into like this cesspool of gifts and memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so ingrained within my zeitgeist that I uh, I don't can't see remember it. A yeah, I can't remember I can't remember. <laughs> honestly, even uh, he said in the article that his favorite uh, gif was the dancing baby. And... Dancing oh, baby? The, yeah, the it's towards the end of... Oh, goodness. It's, uh, it's like a, a dancing baby with... He's um, like... Well, <laughs> 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 uh, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, but see, exactly. Your, That's from um, um, Twin Peaks. Yes, your reaction is the same. My reaction as though this was the first gift that we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> right? That's the well, one it's that, like so old. Yeah, it's like an OG at this yeah, point. Right? Look at that. Yeah, remember the inf inf in um, oh, what's the word? Infancy mm -hmm. days of the internet mm -hmm. before it became what it is today. Yeah, like we were both in high school in the mid to late aughts. Yeah, and. To find somebody with a cell phone, they were like either Motorola Razors, <laughs> a Chirp, or a sidekick. A sidekick, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never had the opportunity to get the Chirp, which I really wanted. No. Nah. And I, I had the Razor. I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. Your college. <laughs> <laughs> well, makes it feel better. It's a hand-me-down. It was very pink. Yeah. Very pink. It was very pink. It was, very pink. It was like hot pink. Hot pink. But uh, yeah, I remember uh, just on the internet. But I remember making my Facebook account. Not Facebook. I'm sorry, MySpace. MySpace. My MySpace account after I made my Yahoo account <laughs> in the library. Yeah. And I remember uh, sitting there with like other friends, like, "How do we do this?" And yeah. <laughs> were you ever able able to figure out how to code your MySpace? Oh uh, yeah. I never. Uh, that's able the to reason. Why I was never I, able to figure it out. I put music. Yeah. You know, we did the test. We're like, "Who are you in this anime?" <laughs> or something like that, and then like. Your best friend was Master Chief um, and your top five friends. The new days, the, the <laughs> early days of the internet. Tom was always there somewhere. Yeah, before. Before the dark time. Before the dark ages. <laughs> All right, anyways, well, that's our show for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Substack. Substack. And catch us on all. Catch us on all your 
podcast podcasting avenues. Yeah. I've been your host like always, Joel, accompanied by my good friend. Hey, see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on Subfleck and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.